from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 163, Top 5 Movies from 1984. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, yeah, we decided, hey, let's, with the new trailer that came out, which we'll talk about in a little bit, it seemed appropriate to do movies from 1984. Why? Well, the new movie trailer that came out recently was the new Ghostbusters trailer, and Ghostbusters, the original movie, came out in 1984, so... Seemed totally appropriate to do this movie episode. Um, John, you saw the new trail, new Ghostbusters trailer. We talked a little bit before we started the episode, uh, but I didn't want to put too many thoughts out there from either of us until we started the episode. So, what did you think about the trailer? What, like, what were your initial thoughts? Any in-depth thoughts? What, what do you have for me? Sure. So, uh, I'm going to lay it out out the front. I enjoyed the original Ghostbusters, but it was not a. It's not a seminal movie for me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's fun, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's just, it didn't hit me necessarily kind of like back to the future. And some of the other things we've talked about over the years, it's not necessarily my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the, the ladies that are in the sh- in the movie. Yeah. I especially like Kate McKinnon, uh, a lot. I, I think she's really, they're all very funny, but I, I really like her. I like Kristen Wiig a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I have not really followed anything other than they were making one. Saw the preview. Um, it was okay. Yeah. It didn't do anything either way. It really didn't sell me on seeing it. And and like I mentioned before we started re- recording, uh, my son Daniel, who's 12, he thought the last bit where Leslie Jones is smacking Melissa McCarthy and yelling, you know, the yeah. I, I compel you to get out of my friend or whatever, smacking her. He thought that was really funny. And, but his the thing he thought was funniest was Chris Hemsworth being the geeky secretary. Yeah, he thought that was hysterical. Now again, I'm going to reiterate, he is 12. So, uh, but that was his thing. I, you know, look, am I going to go to the theater and pay money to see it? No, it, it doesn't. 
it doesn't it didn't do enough for me to get me excited either way. Would I will I watch it when it's on demand or on who video or something somewhere? Sure. But you know, I, I um I, I don't have any real expectation. I don't have any I it didn't upset me when they announced they were gonna make this version of it because again I don't have that right uh, I don't have that uh, uh, connection to it so I, I am curious though because I know you do have a lot more connection to it yeah. than I, what did you think so uh, it's it's no surprise to anyone that's listened to the podcast for a long time uh, I think in fact it was episode I think 52 that we did an episode on Ghostbusters I am a huge Ghostbusters fan it, it and we'll get into the original Ghostbusters certainly later in this episode <laughs> for sure. Um, but I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, so I was excited to hear they were doing the movie. Um, I have absolutely, like when they first announced it was going to be an all female cast, I had no problem with that. I was like, all right, let's see where we go with that. The thing I was having a problem with when I first heard the announcement, first heard them talking about it was the talk that they were going to completely ignore that there was any Ghostbusters movies beforehand. Hmm. Like it wasn't going to be a continuation 30 years later or anything like that. And that bothered me, not because like, Oh, I'm not going to see the original cast. I didn't have a problem with not seeing the original cast, but like, Hey, how about even mentioning in the movie? Like when these ladies get together to try to do this, like that maybe the idea came from, yeah, there was these guys 30 years ago that tried to do the same thing. And right. You know, or something along those lines, or maybe that the Ghostbusters, became like a franchise type thing where the, cause I could see Venkman doing that. Like I could see Peter Venkman creating, you buy into the franchises of Ghostbusters. Or <laughs> sure. So it seemed like a, something he would do, but the fact that they were saying it had nothing to do with the previous movies that bothered me. Then I see this trailer and it seemed like they're referencing the old movie, but the <laughs> only thing it seems like they're doing that for is to get the nostalgic people like me to say, Oh, I want to go see the movie. At no other point do they reference, like, in the trailer that there was a previous Ghostbusters. Um, so that bothered me a little bit. There, I have mixed feelings about the tra- what I saw in the trailer. So they open up with the basically reenacting the, the library ghost scene, uh, which I thought was a smart move. I was like, okay, you're, re- you're redoing it, but it's kind of like the Star Wars thing with The Force Awakens. Like, you're you're going to redo one of these scenes to kind of bring that nostalgic feeling back. Then the ghost spews slime all over. Uh, I think it was Kristen Wiig. Kristen and, and then you kind of lost me for a second there. Cause I would have preferred if to, if you're going to kind of replay that nostalgic factor that the, the, that ghost would have just gotten really scary and they all would have ran away just like they did in the original one. Um, I think that could have been a funny little intro to these characters. I wouldn't want them to rehash everything else, but like to rehash that part would have been kind of funny. Um, there's elements in it that I think are really good and remind me of Ghostbusters. And then there's elements in it that the comedy reminds me of like a naked gun movie. And I love naked gun, but that's not Ghostbusters comedy. It also reminded me of uh, bad, like uh, those bad Saturday Night Live movies. Um, like that's how it came across to me. Well, and you, there are quite a few Saturday Night Live people attached to it, obviously. Exactly. I, I think, uh, I, you know, it's one of those where obviously, you know, the, 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 when, if nobody from the original series is connected to it, you know, let's face it, they're gonna take liberties. They're going to make, they're going to do things their way. 
I it was I thought it was interesting using the old music, but like yeah. the whole like the piano stuff. Oh, yeah. It was almost it was almost like uh somber. It was it was yeah. weird. And yeah. like thirty years ago, these guys do 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 like this is weird. And then it yeah. got, you know, and then when it vomited on her, I was like, okay, yeah, now it's gonna be silly. But yeah. um yeah, like I said, I uh I I don't have I don't have real connection to it. It's yeah. good. It's not, but it's not in my pantheon of things. Yeah. This is one, just, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. And, yeah. You know, the one thing I will say is um, there's the, I want to mention a couple of the positive moments yeah. for me, but I also want to point out like um, some of the things that they're doing, that I think they're doing right is the director wanted to do practical effects. And you, you know, I love practical effects. It's why I was so excited about the new star Wars movie. Cause they were using practical effects he actually, the ghost that you see in that opening scene is an actress that is there mm-hmm. that they're interacting cool. with. And she's wearing like a neon type dress. And then they added yeah. CG effects after that. So okay. I liked that. I thought that was really cool. So this way they're not having to act to a ping pong ball or sure. something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then they show that, that whole group of ghosts and those are all actors there. So I thought that was really cool. Um, hmm. So, the moments I really liked were um, number one. I really like Kate McKinnon's character. Uh, I don't know much about her at all, right? But she comes across to me as like a cross between Venkman and Egon put together. She's kind of got some of that snarkiness that that's used car salesman type attitude, along with the brains of of Egon. Um, and she like there's the one scene where she's uh, she has the hat and the hair the wig on right. and she scares the other ghostbuster and, <laughs> and, she, and she's like, is it the hat or is the, she goes too much? Is it the hat or the hair? Tell me hat or hair. Yeah. And so that made me laugh. Cause I was like, I could see Venkman doing something like that. Um, I love the scene with where they introduced the car and she's yeah. like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that like, was good. Tell me the car was a hearse. And she's like, it's a Cadillac. <laughs> and I'm like, that's <laughs> Ghostbusters humor also. <laughs> so I like those moments and those moments make me feel hopeful. But then like to, to go against your son, the moments where you have uh, Leslie Jones is smacking Melissa McCarthy or Melissa McCarthy's head spins around. That's, oh, where, yeah. it be- that's where it becomes that naked gun type humor. And if that's the type of movie I'm going to see, that's one thing. But I, I'm like, that, but that's not Ghostbusters either. So, so, so let me ask you this: based on based on what you saw in that mm-hmm. minute and a half, or whatever long term, two yeah. minutes, are you planning to go see it, or are you going to wait uh, till it's out on video? I'm somewhere? planning to go see it as a Ghostbusters fan, but my my um, hope for the movie, my expectations for the movie, are a lot lower now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just because I don't feel like I'm going to, I feel, again, I feel like I might be seeing a Saturday Night Live movie and not a Ghostbusters movie. And this, let's face it, let's be honest, Saturday Night Live movies are not good movies. <laughs> I love like stuff like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, things like that. They, they crack me up and everything else. But they're usually not really good movies. Wayne's World is probably the exception to that. I, I was going to say, Wayne's World, Coneheads is pretty good. Um, yeah, I think that ages rather well. I always liked Coneheads. Oh, I love the Coneheads um, on the show, sure. What's that? I love Coneheads on the show, sure. That was... Oh, come on. Coneheads in the, in, and they eat the Subway? Come on. They get, you know, yeah. Subway advertising. The movie didn't do much for uh, me. 
So I'm trying to think what uh, the the superstar one was not. Molly Shannon's was not good. Yeah, Night at the Roxbury was not good. No, yeah, I think you're right. Probably Wayne's World. I I thought Wayne's World was great. I, oh, the, Wayne's the World. First one, the second one's okay, yeah. but the first one, I was in college when that came out, and yeah. that was quite popular. Um, and, and that one still holds uh, up pretty well. I so. think so too. I agree. Yeah, yeah I, um, yeah, uh, Stuart Smalley or not is Stuart Smalley right? That movie yeah. was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. You're, you're making me think about that. Yeah. Come to think of it, none, none of the SNL movies save that one are very good. I heard MacGruber was kind of funny. So, but I have not seen that one. MacGruber was MacGruber's odd in that it was not what I expected it to be, but it was it was good. It, yeah. it it's a lot dirtier than I thought it would be. I you know I, I did see it. I thought it was rather funny. Yeah. Uh, but is it you know is it super is it super high quality? No. Again, I. I yeah. I'd be curious to see maybe, you know, people will comment when we post this, but um, I, I think Wayne's world, you might argue is, is the, is the best, the best of those. One. Oh, yeah. by far, by far. Um, I will say what I'm hoping for now is I'm hoping for Ghostbusters two level at least. So like, yeah, I, like, I, I, I like only Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two once and I, nah, yeah. or maybe twice and yeah. didn't do much anything for me. I like Ghostbusters two. I know there's a lot of people that don't like it at all. They think it's a horrible movie. I like it. There's definitely a lot in it that cracks me up even to this day. I can rewatch it with no problem. The whole, you know, oh, he's got Carpathian kitten loss on, and let me just paint a kitten in there for him. Like those type of moments, again, in the second movie, you know, typical Venkman, typical Ghostbusters. I, I thought it, I thought overall the movie worked. The slime thing was a little bit much, but right. But outside of that, I thought there was some good moments, like they're in the subway, and all of a sudden, all these skulls on spikes show up. Like that was yeah. creepy, yeah. and yeah. that's the thing. Ghostbusters needs to be a little bit creepy. Um, so, um, so I I like Ghostbusters too. I don't love it like I love the first one, but I like it, and I'm hoping to at least like this. Is um, I'm curious, and I, I I would assume that it's in it's in it's been in previews yet or not. Are they doing any type of? Is IDW doing anything with this female version of Ghostbusters? Is that not yet? Uh, they okay. right now they started Ghostbusters International just like a month okay. or two ago. And uh, what they did, which I love, this was they did uh, Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters, and it was like the Ghostbusters from the IDW comic meet the Ghostbusters from the cartoon from the eighties. Oh wow! Okay, that was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, and uh, so now they have Ghostbusters International, which is bringing in, you have the original characters, plus some of these other Ghostbusters characters that they've brought in through the Ghostbusters comic series all along. Okay. Um, and they're kind of making it a big international adventure type thing. Mm-hmm. Will they do a female Ghostbusters comic? I think they're going to kind of wait to see if the movie's successful. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I didn't know if they were doing a novel or you yeah. know an adaptation, an adaptation or anything like that. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, because the when does the movie come out? It's out this summer, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see if I have it here. I, I when I watched the preview, I didn't pay attention to. Right. Let me see when it's or if it says. I, mean, I just have 2016, uh, July 15th. Oh, wow. Okay. So it'll be a summer movie. Um, they are planning. Oh, that was another thing that uh, uh, McKinnon, uh, McKinnon's character did um, yep. that, that cracked me up was when she licked the guns right before a shoot. <laughs> yeah. That cracked me up, too. I was like, I, 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 so I know Kate McKinnon's on SNL. I'm actually a fan of hers from Comedy Bang Bang. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of that show. And 
that's what I kind of know her, her from a few appearances on there. But uh, yeah, again, I, when it's out on video somewhere, I'll see it. But yeah, yeah. So like I said, I, I'm going planning to go see it just because yeah. I am a Ghostbusters fan. So I'm hoping it'll be good. I know what they're hoping for or what they're planning for is they want to turn this just like everyone else wants to turn their things into these days. They want to turn this into a movie franchise with like sure. off movies and everything else. Well, wasn't there talk about doing a, a male version like, yes. or, you know, there, there's still that kicking around about yes. doing that with somebody. Yes. So, yeah. So there's been talks with that. Um, is it uh, Ivan Reitman uh, who helped produce the original? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, um, they opened up a studio section in Hollywood that is strictly for Ghostbusters. So that's hmm. how much Sony is believing in this movie. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's well placed right now based on what we're seeing, but hmm. he, he had a whole like group of Ghostbusters fans and he, much like they'd done with the 501st, they officially acknowledged these gro- Ghostbuster groups that are out there sure, and made them official uh, groups for Ghostbusters and uh, so I thought that was cool and then they mm-hmm. showed them the trailer and they were all excited but they're all go- you know fanatical Ghostbusters sure, so, sure. Um, and then he said you know we're planning on turning this into a franchise and everything else and I'm like let's see how this one does first before you make that announcement <laughs> so do I think oh. this one's going to make money absolutely but I'm a, I'm a little nervous right now yeah yeah It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, we do uh, just to let everyone know we do have uh, Robert's going to be joining us a little bit later. Uh, he has the kids. So he's watching himself tonight. And he said that he is uh, needs to obviously make sure that they go to bed first before he can join us. But he is planning on joining us and he'll catch up once uh, once he joins us as far as letting us know anything that he has. He did his one request is that we save the honorable mentions for last when he's on and I, I just told I him, thought like, that was interesting. I, I, I'll interject this while yeah. maybe, you know, give us a few minutes here before we get kicked. We really rolling in. Sure. Um, so, uh, we, we talk a lot about this community and, and the friendships that we've developed over the years. And I, it, I, I get to travel a lot for work. Uh, that can be a good and bad thing. <laughs> it's great when I get to go places where I know people. Yeah. And so, uh, ended up being in uh, at our corporate office up in Columbus, Ohio, last week, and got to hang out with Travis, Uncle Teabag. Yes. Um, and Ryan, I'm sorry you weren't able to 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 come down. Uh, the snow, you know, it is it is still winter, and so it didn't work out. But uh, but I have to say, I, I got to hang out with Uncle Teabag. We did a toy run. Like I felt. <laughs> I felt like I was back in college or something. We we went over to Target. We went uh, we went shopping, and then we went and had uh, Buffalo Wild Wings as we usually do because it's right down the street from my hotel. And we got to hang out. And uh, you, he has your products that I that I owe you. Yeah. Uh, but I got I got my uh, artwork and things that that I owed him to Travis, and and we got to visit. And man, I'll tell you, it, it <laughs> uh, if if if. I'm ever in anybody's area. I'll let you guys know. Cause I love doing that. I love oh, just, yeah. you know, to hang out and, and, you know, what knock on the countertop here, hopefully in the spring or when things are better, I'll be back there. But, uh, um, you know, I've talked to a couple of listeners, uh, as, as my territory changes and, and, and my travels change, you know, I'll, look, I obviously the conventions and doing this, uh, 
or even that much better, but it is great to get to hang out one-on-one and just talk. Yeah. And as, as Travis and I talked about, we talk a lot about other things other than just comic books, but oh, man, yeah. it's, it's great. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to uncle T bag before we, yeah. before we got going too far that I had to get to see him and, and spend and, some time with him last man, week. I have to tell you how disappointed I was that night that I couldn't make it. Um, uh, for a couple reasons, one for totally because I, I was wanted to see you guys and, and, the other reason was because I missed out on another opportunity as well that same night. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know if you know how freaky it was that it, it snowed that night. Like Wednesday, it was clear. Right. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was okay in Columbus too. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was clear. Everything was fantastic. Thursday, it was still looking clear in the morning. I'm like, okay, we're supposed to be getting a lot of snow, but I'm not seeing it. I'm still good to go. I think I even texted you that morning. Hey, looks like we're still on. I'm planning on coming down. I told you roughly when I would be there, I got an address from you and everything as far as, so I could put my GPS. And then about three o'clock, the snow starts coming down and it comes down hard. And I go out to my car and my car is covered by a sheet of ice and I have to scrape this thing off. And I sent you pictures going, you did. Yeah, not looking like it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be on the road with that being on the road, obviously. Um, and uh, I was just like, yeah, sorry, it's just not going to happen. Well, a uh, day or two before that, uh, Chewy, our buddy Chewy, who's called and left us yes. voicemails in the yeah. past, he contacts me because we had Wizard World up here uh, that weekend. So right. he had tickets to a pre-show to go to Thursday night. And that those tickets allowed him to meet everybody that was at the show, including oh, wow. the celebrities and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I saw some pictures he posted. That makes yes. sense now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, Hey, just was wondering if you'd want to go. And him and I haven't been able to really get together to do anything. So I was like, That'd be awesome. But I already got plans to go down to Columbus that night. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to bail on you guys for a bunch of celebrities. I, you guys mean way more to me sure. than, than celebrities do. So, um, so I just saw, I was like, dude, if it was any other night, it would work. It'd be great. So then this whole snowstorm yeah. thing happened and I was like, do I contact them back and say, Hey, is that ticket still available? <laughs> but I, figured, <laughs> I figured by then he already had found somebody else to go with. Uh, but based on the pictures, it didn't look like he did. So I don't know. Um, yeah. so I just, well, well, I, I'll put this out for the listeners. So, yeah. so my territory is from Richmond down to Tampa, Florida, uh, includes Atlanta. I've been talking to Brian Lang a bit about potentially hooking up with him at some point down the road. Nice. And, and and I come out to Louisville and, you know, Columbus area quite a bit. Uh, maybe, you know, as I mentioned, maybe we'll meet, maybe I'll come meet you halfway somewhere at Chewy. Yeah. We've got a hookup as well. Yeah. So, you know, we'll obviously I'm just throwing that out there. Because yeah. I do, you know, I, I, as, as so I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they're like, "Oh, you must have a million travel miles." Yeah, I get to travel a bit. It it keeps me entertained, but again, it's always a great when I get to see people that I know. And I'm yeah. fortunate. I know I know a lot of people in a lot of different places. I'll let people know, you know, as best I can. But right. but if you're in those areas and you ever want to connect, you know, shoot me a note or something, and I'll kind of let you know where I'm going to be around. So. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's just awesome to be able. I mean, it's one of the things I loved about doing this show is is getting to know people uh, all across the country. Um, Absolutely. And and we've mentioned it many times before, and and people could not believe it if they don't want to. But um, you and I would not be friends if this podcast didn't exist. 
I would never have known who you I, were. I would have never. No, not at all. You. Um, not so, at all. And not now, all. and now I consider you like a lifelong friend. So even if the podcast ends, I know I'm not going to be ending my connection with you or anything like that. So that's the cool thing about it. Are, are we in it tonight? Is that what no, you're telling me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting that rumor out there. I, I didn't say it. <laughs> no, we are not. Take outrage. <laughs> <laughs> we are not ending the show. <laughs> Um, in fact, if anything, we're expanding the show. So, which should happen by the, by the end of, I, I gave myself a goal of the end of the first quarter of the year to have the first YouTube video out there. So I'm still on track for that. I'm still right. on pace for that. So you guys should be looking forward to, uh, the first YouTube video to come out by the end of March. So, um, cool. The other thing I wanted to announce, uh, kind of tied into that kind of also shows that this isn't going anywhere. Uh, we have t-shirts available now, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so we've done t-shirts in the past and how that's worked in the past was we would put it out there and anyone that wanted a shirt should email the show and let us know how many you want. And then you had to pay in advance because we, I didn't want to have to try to be a collector later on. And then you would wait for your shirt to come out to you. And I always got them out pretty quickly as fast as I could get them and everything else. But it's a big hassle when you have to do it by yourself and you're not you know, you want to make sure you have so many orders ahead of time to make sure it's worth it and all that type of stuff. Uh, and I used to always reach out to my sister-in-law who was happy to do it, but she was the one that had all the connections to get the shirts for us. Uh, and again, because of that, I didn't want to go to her and say, I need two shirts or I need three shirts or something like that. Right. So, um, so what I did is I, I listened to a few other podcasts and found what, and I, I'm connected with a few of the people that found Spreadshirt. Uh, and they they used it they used it for their podcast to do shirts for themselves and it they said it worked really well. So I started setting it up but I needed uh, to have my wife update the logo because I wanted to avoid some copyright issues that were possibly in the logo. Um, so we updated the logo a little bit. It's the updated logo is on Facebook now and everything else. It'll probably get updated on the website and everything as well. It's just a slight change from how it used to be. And logos always update and change with times anyway. So, um, but it is the, it says star Joe's it's got the star just like star Wars and the Joe's just like GI Joe um, with the flag behind it and everything else. So like I said, very minimal changes were made to it. Um, but you can get a star Joe's t-shirt whenever you want now. You don't have to wait till we're announcing that shirts are available. You don't have to contact us by email. You don't have to contact us by any means necessary at all. Whenever you want a Star Joe's product, it is available. So uh, it is at spreadshirt.com slash Star Joe's. You can also go to starjoes.com and there will be a link on the website on the right-hand side that will say, you know, Star Joe's t-shirt or Star Joe's uh, merchandise. You click on that, it'll take you there as well. So if you go to starjoes.com, again, that's the hub for everything. It'll take you right there. Um, we have T-shirts available, uh, uh, three different colors that I put as defaults, but you can technically change the color to anything you want. <laughs> right. um, but I picked uh, like a navy blue, I think it was, a gray and a black. Um, but there's like a bright yellow, there's a bright green. There's like, so I said, if you pick a different color, that's totally up to you. These were just the colors that I thought the logo looked the best with. Um, there's also hoodies available, which we've they look really sharp. 
Yeah. Really sharp. Yeah. So I am sorry. It's now getting into spring because it's not, maybe not be the time to pick one up. I'm still getting a hoodie for myself. I I believe I will be as well. And I will be getting a coffee mug. So (laughs) we have star Joe's coffee mug available and I don't even drink coffee, but damn it. If I'm not going to own a, Star Joe's coffee mug. <laughs> well, we can we can own them and then maybe get Shannon to put them in the book at some point. There you, know. you go. <laughs> we'll see. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And 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 a shout out to those that have already purchased. Yes. From us because I know I know we know of at least I, I there's well, at least two people that have already purchased because, pictures from at least one. So that yeah. really appreciate that. It's Mr. Awesome. Uh, Jason Adams was the first one to purchase the shirt, and he I think he got it within like a week of ordering it. So they're pretty quick to turn around. So it's not like you have to wait a long time to get it. And he took a selfie with it, which we will be posting on uh, Facebook to show everyone. I asked him because I haven't bought one from Spreadshirt before. So I asked him, how was the quality? You know, how, you know, how did it fit? How, you know, I asked him everything. He says, quality is really good. Uh, He says, I really like it. He says, it's a good quality shirt. So I was very happy to hear that. And I told him, I was like, I want honest feedback because I don't want to find out from somebody, oh, it's super thin and it tore or you could right. see my chest right through it or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> to, to go back to the, the previous episode, you could see my chest hair poking through or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So if you want a star Joe shirt, hoodie or a uh, coffee mug there, you just go to the website and you can order it whenever you want to. Um, I know, one of our listeners, Lee Aaron, she was disappointed at first because she said, oh, you guys are doing the shirts and I don't have the money right now. And I really wanted one. And then I was, I let her know, like, no, going forward, this is always available. And she was like, oh, awesome. So I think we have a future purchase from nice. Lee Aaron as well. Um, so, yeah, like I said, whenever you have the money, it's available for you. I tried to keep the cost very low. Yes, now I do make or the show makes a little bit of money from it, but I did keep the the markup really low. Uh, so it's very reasonable. T-shirts are like 20 bucks. So yeah, if you're, look, if you're going to concerts or if you go to your local comic shop and buy a fill in the blank, latest uh, superhero shirt, you're going to pay that if not more. And so, you know, I, I, but as I, I think I pointed out to you earlier, Ryan, and for those of you that have the old school shirts, those truly are collector's items now because they are the old school loco (laughs) that, uh, you know, Flew yep. under the radar, so yep. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and yeah, so they're collectors' items now, and there's plenty of them out there too. Um, I think the first time we did the t-shirts, there was about an order of about thirty-five or something like that. So, um, so well, I good. have mine, and I have a child-sized shirt that neither one of my kids can wear anymore. Um, <laughs> I'll see if they still have it. Maybe if somebody has a, a small kid that they want uh, more to, yeah, let me figure that out because I'm. Yeah. I think we still have that other shirt that's for a you know a youth. Or, or so. you can just frame it. <laughs> sure. Why, why the hell not? You want, you want to, you want to start talking some movies? Yeah, we can start talking some movies. Um, one thing I wanted to throw out there real quick. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, um, I went to go see. Thanks to a, a very awesome friend. Uh, uh, she wasn't using some pre uh, early screening tickets, and I don't know if I mentioned it the last episode, but I got to go see Eddie the Eagle. Uh, yeah, you, well, a few. Yeah, we we talked about it a bit ago. Maybe it may have been off the air, but I uh, went to go see that. It's kind of like a cool running style movie based yeah. on a true story and everything else. The other movie I just got to see was London Has Fallen. 
And uh, that was pretty awesome. I, it was a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. And I did not see Olympus Has Fallen, but I went and saw London Has Fallen. You don't need to see the first movie to enjoy the second one. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it's an action movie. It How I kind of portrayed it, it's uh, clear and present danger meets uh, Die Hard. Uh, the main character is very much like a John McClane. In fact, there's a scene in the movie, if you remember Die Hard, uh, John McClane gets the, a hold of a walkie-talkie of the enemy, and he's like, uh, ooh, sorry, Hans, he's not available right now. There's a scene that's almost exactly like that in London mm. Has Fallen. It's, it's almost like they did it as an homage and everything else. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, it's cool. just a fun action movie. There's like, you have to go, it's one of those ones where you got to go there and kind of realize you're going to see over the top action. Um, but Hey, we're an eighties podcast. If you don't like over the top action, then you don't like the eighties. So, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to give a movie recommendation or observation as well. Sure. Um, so Netflix last week uh, released crouching tiger, hidden dragon, uh, the sword of destiny, which is the second movie. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, it has, look, it has really nothing to do with the first one other than Michelle Yeoh's in it. She can do it wrong. I love her. Yeah. Uh, she is amazing. But guess who the, the, the male star is Who's my that? man, my man, Donnie in <laughs> folks. I'm telling you, awesome. if, if he doesn't get to do some type of fight sequence in rogues in rogue one, I may get up and walk out of the theater <laughs> That dude has some amazing. There, there's a fight scene in this movie that takes place on ice, right? They're on this lake, and he's fighting two guys. It is, it's amazing. Just the the filming and the choreography of it. It look, it's not the original. That move, that original movie is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It was shot beautifully. It, it, it's it's a it's a stunning film, and Ang Lee was to be commended for it. And of course, that one is is a love story. At the end of the day, as amazing and as crazy as the martial arts of, uh, and choreography in it, it's a love story. This one is not. This one is much more a, a fight movie. Um, there's a little bit of romance, but it, not so much. Uh, Donnie Yen does not have the same chemistry with with Michelle Yeoh that uh, Chow Yun Fat did. But there there's there's some great fight scenes. It keeps the action kind of moves along. Again. If he does not get a fight scene in Rogue Squad, Rogue One, I keep saying Rogue Squad, Rogue <laughs> One, there is something seriously wrong because he gets he he gets he gets that big fight in the on the ice, and at the end he fights Jason Scott Lee, you know, who's been around forever, you know, yeah. and, and they have this bananas fight on this tower that's you know twenty stories tall, and the, he has the sword of destiny, the green sword, the green destiny sword. Yeah. which is what Chow Yun-Fat carried in the first one. And Jason Scott Lee has this crazy kind of scimitar-shaped sword that's like the second most powerful sword. Okay. And they have this crazy fight. And it's – if you like kung fu movies like I do, yeah. and, and and my sons like – I'm very fortunate that I have taught them, if anything, to enjoy kung fu movies. Put it on. Put it in Chinese. Don't watch the English version. Put it in Chinese. <laughs> read the subtitles and just – it's sit back and enjoy, but don't expect an angling movie. It is um, Wu Ying Pen or, or Poe or the the gentleman that choreographed the first one directed okay. this one. Okay. So it is. They're not. And, and again, it's Netflix. So, so it's a really Netflix good budget movie, as opposed to the first but, one. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I loved it. Um. I oh, let me re, let me rephrase. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. It yeah. is not the first one, but it is a it's a fun kung fu movie. Yeah. There's a there's a fighter in it. I'm going to tell you his name is Turtle Ma, and he steals the movie for me because okay. he. Yeah, just just watch it and then we'll talk yeah. about it later. But I, but that's I gonna be my review. Yeah, I saw it was in there, so I, I'll be interested to see that. Yeah, and then the new Pee Wee movie comes out next week, so I'm I'm uh, excited to see that too. I'm curious nice. curious to see where how that is because yeah. I I'm a big fan, and um, yeah. So anyway, well, I, but I love the first one. So um, the first Pee Wee movie. So the second one is crazy like it is okay. <laughs> i mean you've seen big top right i mean yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nuts that movie is nuts yeah um i don't know what the hell they were taking when they made it <laughs> it, it, it is a it, it's it's like they didn't have any filter right and when and when penelope ann miller is dating what the the are the quads or the the brothers yeah like she that whole and that whole scene with chris christopherson as the ringleader yeah it, it so, I don't I don't take drugs, but it might make more sense if I did. Because so that movie is banana, that movie is bananas compared to Big Adventure. Here, here's what I picture happened with that. So you know, uh, you being working in in the business world that you do, you know all about brainstorming sessions. Like people get together and they have brainstorming sessions, and you throw out every idea that's out there. There's no bad ideas. And then what you do usually after the brainstorming sessions, you you kind of start whittling it down, filtering it down to what will really work and what you can actually do and what you can accomplish and everything else. I feel like for that movie, for big top Wee, they had a brainstorming session and just took all of the ideas and just, Oh man, <laughs> maybe. And again, maybe that was after some heavy, heavy drug use. Cause it, that is just a weird, it, it's weird. If you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, and then so, one last thing I wanted to mention, yeah. uh, is that they, uh, so the Great Lakes Science uh, Center that's here in Cleveland, um, they are actually, I have to purchase my tickets, but they are going to be one of the few theaters in the uh, country. I think there's 28 theaters in the country that are going to be showing Star Wars The Force Awakens in 70 millimeter film. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'm going to be getting tickets. Hey, listen, everybody. I'm actually interested in the fact that it's Star Wars Force Awakens. <laughs> And I'm not having a negative conversation. That's awesome. 70 millimeter. How cool. <laughs> so I am planning on getting tickets. It's going to be every weekend until April. Uh, so, really? Yeah. So, wow. So I'm okay. looking forward to it. And they have a giant screen there and everything else. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And I might be going and seeing it with Chuck. Him and I already talked about it. So Nice. That, no, again, I, I that's really, really cool to hear that they're, I, I read, I read somewhere that they're, that that was coming, but I didn't know yeah. where, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so it, you know, there's, there's a lot of cool things that come to the Cleveland area and I'm, I consider myself very fortunate to be able to sometimes attend some of those things. So, well, if you, if you do a episode about it, I won't be there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, 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 I'm excited for you. And again, I think it, I think, I do think it is cool that they're, you know, trying some, you know, doing some other things with it. So, and maybe what I can do is maybe I'll bring some stuff with me and uh, at least get a short little snippet of Chuck and me uh, talking about sure. it or something like that. So this way you can play that for a future episode. So nice. Uh, I know people have been missing Chuck. I understand that he, he understands it too. He, he, he'll try to join when he can. So, um, but uh, all right, let's talk some uh, movies from 1984, and, and Robert okay. will be joining us sometime in the very near future. Um, 
or he'll be telling us that one of his kids got sick or something like that. But we'll, we'll see. Place your bets now <laughs> on what will happen. <laughs> so, John, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Totally up to you. I will go first. That's okay. that's fine. Um, okay. okay. So my number five. Uh, yes. I, I saw this movie a couple times when I was younger, but I, I, I came back to it in the last couple years, and I've seen it several times since. It's a little movie called Johnny Dangerously. John, that is my number five. Is well. oh, hot damn! How about that? <laughs> Great minds think alike. That's that right. probably be the only time we we are on the same list. Probably. So, so Johnny Dangerously, I, I I saw it as a kid. You know, I saw it when I was younger. I didn't really remember much about it. A few years ago, it, it popped up on Netflix. Holy cow! Is that movie hilarious? Yes. It, it, it's you know you got it's it's <laughs> Michael Keaton playing a mobster. And and Mary Lou Henner is very very attractive in this movie as his as his girlfriend, and he is you know his brother is the top DA, and he's he's trying to take down the not knowing his brother is the biggest uh, mobster in town. Yes. This movie's a scream. It yes. is it, again. I don't. I didn't really necessarily appreciate it when I was younger, but having seen it later, the jokes in it are great. The 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 stories are great. There's some funny little musical sequences. Yeah, Johnny Dangerously. It it is a gr- it's, it's a got, great it's, movie. It's got Peter Boyle in it. Uh, yes, who is fantastic. Um, I love how the doctor keeps coming down to to Johnny and saying that his his mom's got this and she's going to need that. And he's like, "How much is that going <laughs> to cost?" Just and in the money, he's handing the money. <laughs> and, uh, and every time you see the mom, she's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with her whatsoever. Um, she does all the laundry for all the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, rooms full of stuff. Rooms full of clothes. <laughs> That she does laundry for. In fact, there's one point where he gets, uh, where Michael Keaton gets completely bowled over by all the laundry <laughs> falling on him. Yes. Um, it's got a Weird Al uh, song in it. Uh, yep. This is the life. Uh, so it's it's a brilliant, like you, to your point, it's a brilliant movie. It's hilarious. I did watch it a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I probably shouldn't have been watching it a lot when I was a kid, but I did. Right. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I, it's a move. It had to make my list because of how many times I watched it and how many times I laughed. I could watch it today and laugh at every single moment that I laughed at the very first time I saw it. I, I, I will say I've picked up more, you know, obviously you, you see, sure. you view things differently sure. in a different lens when you're a little older. Um, again, I didn't, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And last year I was like, no, oh, I didn't watch it. I hadn't seen it in a while. I vaguely remembered it. I thought it was a scream. I mean, it was so funny. And, and said that a lot, one of those where a lot of the jokes are kind of subtle or kind of you know, jokes after the jokes. Uh, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear it's the shared number five. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I gotta admit, I'm a little surprised, but it, it is a, if you haven't seen it, it, it it's, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's and very, uh, I, I think it's, didn't didn't do well in the theater necessarily yeah. and probably you know didn't i think after after like mr mom and well it's kind of like what between mr mom and gung-ho Gung so Ho, it's yeah. one of those i don't think keaton gets a lot of recognition for it but it, it is it's a great film yeah it's a fantastic cast it's got like you said it's got michael keaton it's got uh peter boyle it's got joe uh piscopo is in it um and uh it's just and i think maureen stapleton's the mother yeah, yes yeah, it's it's, um, it's oh. so it's it's just brilliant. Uh, Joe Piscopo plays basically uh, Johnny's rival. He wants to take over right. 
right. uh, the, the mob and everything else. Uh, when Peter Boyle walks out of the bathroom after the explosion happens and he thinks he has his dick in his hand, <laughs> I lost it. Um, yeah, there's just so many, like, it's it's smart. It's really well done. It's really well put together. Like I said, like to your point, John, it, it's so smartly done that sometimes you don't get the jokes the first time you, you see it. Um, I love the mobster that can't, that swears, but doesn't really swear. That was the great thing when I was a kid. It was like, you target <laughs> yeah, right. ice holes. And, <laughs> um, so like all that. Just talking about it makes you want to go watch it. I again. know. <laughs> and when I saw it was on Netflix, the second I saw it was on Netflix, I watched it because I was just like, I have to watch this again. Um, it's a completely underrated movie for Keaton to your point too. Like I love Mr. Mom and I love gung ho. They're brilliant movies, but Johnny dangerously is just fantastic. And it, it, yeah, it really, it's, it's a list. great movie. Yeah, so, so yeah, that awesome. That, that cracked me up that you mentioned that. And the second you mentioned that, I was like, I have to tell <laughs> also. So that's pretty cool. Well, so do you want to, do you want to do your number four next? Yeah, you go right ahead. I mean, just, you go ahead. I, I said my piece when it came to Johnny. Okay. So I'm perfectly content. Uh, so you go right ahead. Okay. Well, again, it's, it is the eighties. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that if it is the eighties, there's more than likely a how need a movie <laughs> knew it. that came out <laughs> every year, man. The, the man is, was a genius. It's funny. I actually just introduced my boys to smoking the bandit last okay. week. Um, Jacob loved it. Daniel thought it was okay. Shannon asked me, was it the theatrical version or the cable version based on Jackie Gleason's language? I'm like, Oh, theatrical. And he's like, Oh boy, my <laughs> wife was not thrilled. But, uh, but, but, uh, but you know, that was in the 70, that was 77. This is 80, this is 84. So my number four is cannonball run two. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, I have to tell you, so I have to tell you, John. Whenever I look at these lists now, I'm like, "There's that's one. That one's on John's list right there." Well, it, it, you know, look, Cannon, Cannonball Run, those movies, I, and I think I've said this before. I believe I've said this on the show. I've had this conversation with people elsewhere. Those movies could not be made now. No, from the standpoint that the 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 egos and the salaries that people would expect and this is my observation yeah. of hollywood you couldn't make a movie with you i mean you name the biggest stars in hollywood which when this movie was made in 84 these were some of the biggest stars in hollywood yeah. right yeah. burt reynolds uh dom deloise uh you know uh uh frank sinatra shows up yeah. in this one i think yeah. you know and 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 uh sammy davis junior and dean martin and all these people, which you know, some of our most of our listeners are, listeners are of an age they at least know most of these names. Um, you couldn't make that no. now, and, and I don't, I don't think they could afford it. And again, the the egos is such. This uh, Cannonball Run, the original Cannonball Run is, is better. However, with Cannonball Run two, we get Captain Chaos, yeah. and so um, you know they they run around. Hey, Mary Lou Henner again, Mary Lou Henner and and Shirley MacLaine. In the, in the vehicle with uh, Bert and uh, Dom DeLuise, and you know what do you say? It's a it's a caper or a chase movie. They ride around these crazy cars. They have all these crazy adventures trying to get from one end of the country to the other. It's Hal Needham. It rules, and, and so always, it's my number. I've always four. been a big Dom DeLuise fan too, and I think I thought he was brilliant in those movies. Um, he just would crack me up. Um, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point, as far as that, those movies couldn't be made today, not only because of the level of stars that were in it, but just the content. It wouldn't, like, there's a lot of stuff I think that theaters would pull back on, like the, the producing uh, companies and stuff like that. You know, 20th Century right. Fox and Sony and stuff like that. They, I could see them saying, yeah, I don't know, that's a little too past the line. <laughs> but back then it was like, that was, that was what the comedy was back then. Like, and it right. was brilliant. And I loved it. And, and you, and you don't see, you don't see end credits like those either no. anymore. Those outtakes. No. Um, I, I think, you know, a couple of people played homage to that over the last few years, but you don't see those silly outtakes where they're just laughing and carrying on. And it seemed like they were legitimately having a great time screwing around together and, and making something that, Let's face it; it's not high art. It's not Citizen Kane. It's not. It's not those things, but it's fun yeah. and it, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, again, it's Hal Needham, yeah. and in in my book, the man can do no wrong. Um, so yeah, so it was my it was my number four. Very nice. Uh, my number four. Uh, again, I feel like maybe I've mentioned this in the past, so it might not be a surprise to some people, but. Um, it is, as we were talking about earlier with, with Ghostbusters, this is another one of those movies that is for me, a, a quintessential movie. And that was uh, gremlins. Uh, absolutely love the original gremlins. It was, there's moments in that movie that are legitimately creepy. Like when the teacher is reaching under the, the cabinet with this, uh, or the desk with the Snickers and all of a sudden the gremlin gets a hold of me. You don't see anything. You just know he gets killed. Um, but then there's the funny moments, like them in the bar. And, you know, they're they're playing darts and they're drinking and they're singing together. And, and uh, you know, all that's happening. Uh, you know, and then you get, again, to the, the creepy moments with the, you know, they go, it, it goes, jump, uh, Stripe jumps into the pool. And also you got this army of gremlins coming down the, the street. And they're running over the, the one neighbor with the, the tractor um, and, uh, and then, but then again, like I said, and then you have almost a balance of creepy along with, uh, cool and funny when you got Gizmo riding the Barbie car and, and attacking Stripe who is on the fountain and every, like, it was just a really cool movie. It was just like, it had a good balance of humor. It had good balance of creepiness. It had a good balance of, um, of, of just uh, heart. That was the big thing with a lot of the movies in the eighties. The movies just had a lot of heart to them. Um, you cared about these characters when you hear, um, uh, I can't remember the, the, uh, his girlfriend's name in the movie, but when she talks about how her dad died in, and why she doesn't like Christmas and her dad died in the, <laughs> uh, the chimney, like, man, I was almost tearing up for her the first time I heard her explain it because she just did such a good job. You know, it's it's funny that you, you're talking about this. I, I shouted out this podcast maybe two episodes ago, the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast. Yeah. just interviewed Joe Dante, and they oh, talked nice. extensively about, about Gremlins. You really should go back and listen to that one. Because they talk about how they talk about that particular scene in her father and how they changed it for Gremlins too. Yes, and that her 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 speech changes. Um, Yeah, if you haven't listened to that, Ryan, you need to do that. I I I think you would you would have a a high level of appreciation 
for that based on that conversation because Dante talks about some of the shenanigans that went on trying to make that movie and, and, and kind of where it went. But uh, yeah, so that's, I like like the second one. The second one definitely plays up the humor aspect a lot more. And, and yeah, that speech turns into more of a joke uh, in the second movie. Um, But like you said, in the first gremlins, there was, there was a level of seriousness to the movie and a level of humor. Um, and if, and if memory cool. serves, I believe that young lady is Phoebe Cates, who we've yes. talked about extensively oh, on this yeah, podcast yes. before. <laughs> oh, yes. So let's, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. The, the, the dream of uh, many young men at that time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, you have the, the Snow White scene in the theater. Like, again, there was humor there, but then all of a sudden there was actual horror afterwards when they're coming after Billy and Gizmo uh, they're tearing through the screen and coming at them and everything else. It, it was just a cool balance of just everything for me. And, and I absolutely loved it. And you know, who did the voice of Gizmo? Um, was, uh, I, I, I remember hearing about it. I, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Howie Mandel. Yes. So because I came up in that show. Yeah. Howie Mandel has been on, uh, Godfrey's podcast. As well, oh, okay. so yes. Okay. They, I believe they talk about that. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I, it had to be my number four. I've, I watch it. Uh, it's a great Christmas movie. <laughs> Die Hard. It's a great Christmas movie. So, so uh, you're number three, John. So my number three, um, I believe this is the first movie of its kind that I can remember in terms of being a mockumentary. Okay. And it's a film called This is Spinal Tap. I knew that's where you're going. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about this movie. It, it is, it's amazing. It goes to uh, 11. It, 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 <laughs> yes, it goes to 11. And I didn't spontaneously combust trying to think of what to say here. Um, this movie's a scream. Um, you know, it's it, Rob Reiner directed it, and it's Chris Guest and Michael McKean, um, uh, Harry Shearer. Um, you know, they're uh, a band, yeah, a, a band apparently that kind of on tour and, you know, and, and they, they are so over the top. Um, wow. I, you know, it's one of those movies where I, I, I got a couple years on you yeah. when, when I was in college, this was one of those movies everybody watched all the time, you know, and spinal tap went back they went on tour a couple times. And I believe, you know, in the early nineties, they came out with another album. And so, you know, it's always been around. It's been around me most of my life, you know, yeah. or, you know, for that the last 25 plus years, it, it's, it, it's been in my hemisphere for like, you know, um, if you haven't seen this movie and if you've seen any of the like best in show or, or, um, yeah. uh, trying you know, some of the movies that, that, that those guys have done a mighty wind. Yes. Uh, some of those films, if you've seen those and not seen, Spinal Tap, you're missing out because yeah. it it is it's it is it's a scream. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you see, I've got a I've got a theme here. Most of my movies have a a, a bent, a humor bent to them. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Spinal Tap is absolutely brilliant, and um, I'm almost well, you know, it could it could float in that top three, but it, it it's if you haven't seen it, seek it out and and take a listen. Listen to the song. The songs are ridiculous. Um, they, you know, they're really making fun of metal and hard rock. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, 
but it's um, yeah, it, as you said, it's it's turned to eleven. <laughs> it's a great movie, and I, I that's all I can say. Yeah, I will say too. Um, I was I saw it later in life, uh, well after it had already been out, uh, and uh, to see and I had seen Michael McKean in a lot of other things where he is not the character that's in Spinal Tap. <laughs> right, right. He's a lot more straight laced. He's a lot, you know, he is not the character in Spinal Tap. So to see them him in Spinal Tap was just a hoop for me. Like I was like, oh, I was like, wow, I was not expecting that that character that from him. So um, it's it, it, right. It is I, a brilliant movie. I'll tell you, it's really interesting, and, and you know, I hate to keep harping on podcasts, but if you follow these folks at all, listen to Michael McKean's interview on WTF with Mark Maron, and listen to Harry Shearer's. Mm-hmm. Two incredibly talented and smart and funny people that have two entirely different outlooks on life. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say it. Harry Shearer comes off as a total jerk. He he is he is not a pleasant man. And McKean has this tremendous outlook, and he's funny. And look, I go back to Lenny and the Squig Tones oh, on yeah. Laverne and Shirley. That stuff was funny as I'll get out. You know, 40 years ago. Um, again, super talented people that took very different paths in life and, and, and have very different perspectives on their relationships, not only with each other, but with other people. Um, it, it's kind of sad because I mean, honestly, sheer comes off in, in everything I've seen is kind of, I don't want to say bitter necessarily, but kind of a, uh, disenfranchised guy. And it's like, so, so funny. And he, and he, been part of so many things beyond Spinal Tap, right? I mean, he's, I mean, this movie is amazing, but these people have done a lot of great things in the comedy world. You listen to him, and again, I, I recommend listening to those WTF podcasts because same interviewer talking to him, he's very negative, whereas McKean is, he's like a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Like I had a whole new level of respect for him after those shows, nice. but not to, again, not to market you to other podcasts, but, um, as great as this thing is and you watch it and it it's turned to 11 and they got, you know, they've got socks in their pants. Um, <laughs> check it out. I, I think you will laugh at some of the, some of the, uh, especially some of the people that show up in it, like as uh, you know, like uh, little minor characters or people. I think it's the first thing I remember seeing Fran Drescher in. And like, even then you kind of hear that yeah. nanny voice and stuff. And yeah, uh, you know, there are a lot of other people that kind of pop up in it, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I've said enough The spinal tap. You need to check it out if you haven't. Awesome. Well, uh, number you? three for me is, uh, probably my favorite. Yeah. It's gotta be my favorite movie with, or, or favorite franchise of movies with this actor. Um, Beverly Hills cop, uh, Man, this was this was Eddie Murphy in his prime. Uh, it mean, was absolutely I mean, this this uh, forty eight hours. Uh, hell, I even throw Golden Child in there. Um, so <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, I have watched I don't know how many times. Uh, I did not see it in the theater. <laughs> I was nine. So <laughs> yeah, probably not a good idea to take your kid. Um, but I did watch it so much like on HBO when it came on, I, I got, you know, uh, the v, VHS tape of it. 
watched it a ton of times. Just, I feel like they turned the camera on and just let him go. Let him loose. Yep. <laughs> Much like they do yep. with Robin Williams that. a lot of times. It was just like, let him, sure. let him go. Let's do multiple takes. Let's see what he says. The whole banana in the tailpipe scene uh, where he's he comes across the other cops that aren't Rosewood and, and Taggart. Uh, they're like, he's like, so who are you guys? He's like, uh, are you the B team? He's like, no, we're the A team. And so and he goes, uh, well, yeah, we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. And he goes, Dude, you've been hanging around with this guy too long. He's like, you, he's got to sound more natural. Like, yeah, we ain't going to fall for no banana in a tailpot. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love uh, when he meets Bronson Pinchot's character in the art gallery. And he's oh, describing Serge. <laughs> you want something with a lemon twist? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he, he's describing that one table with all the mannequins sitting at it. And he's like, he right. some how much for something like that. And I think he said like $150,000. He goes, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, I will not. He's like, you're like who's going to buy something? He's like, I sold three of these the other day. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, um, so our buddy, our good buddy, Keith Knudsen, when, when he gets drunk, he starts to sound like Bill Cosby. Um, <laughs> when I get drunk, I sound like Eddie Murphy. So, <laughs> I've been told this by my college buddies and everything else. Um, I don't know if it's from watching too many of too much of Beverly Hills Cop and everything, but um, I love the ending too. When, when he kind of wins over Taggart and everything else and Taggart never lies about anything. And there you have the commissioner asking him like, uh, you know, what's going on here. And Eddie, you know, describes what's going on. The police captain describes what's going on. And he goes, Taggart, what's going on? you know, is this true? And he goes, it's just like you said, sir. And the commissioner leaves and Eddie goes, you were lying your ass off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also one of the best captains ever, in my opinion, uh, police captains ever was Eddie Murphy's captain back in Detroit, who just, just yelled at him. Just I loved him. He's probably my favorite police captain ever in a movie. Um, just absolutely. Loved him. <laughs> um, so I love the sequel. Uh, there might be an opportunity for me to talk about the sequel because I believe that one happened in the eighties as well. Uh, in a future episode. Yeah. Uh, so I'll talk about that one when, when we get to the, that year, but, uh, absolutely. I'll be Beverly Hills cop. Like I said, I think it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I love it actually more than even coming to America, which I know is a lot of other people's favorite Eddie Murphy movie, but, um, this was just a brilliant comedy for me and good action too. So sure. So, all right. Uh, your number two. Uh, my number two is probably more in line with what people may necessarily think. Um, it's the Terminator. Nice. I have a, <laughs> I have an interesting relationship with these, with this entire series. I, you know, I, I saw term, I saw the original one, I was probably in high school. I, I didn't see it in the theater. I was in middle school, a little too young. I saw it later. I, I, I did see T2 in the theater yeah. several times. I took somebody on a date there for nice. crying out loud. I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> with that, but I was old enough to see it in the theater. You know, by then I was old enough, but now that I uh, actually, you know, Jacob and I have watched the Terminator in the last, you know, year or so. Um, it, it's, it holds up. It, it's a, 
visually it's dark like it, it, it it's like the the it, it's a dark like hazy kind of thing to watch but uh but man it sets up this amazing story and you know schwarzenegger's awesome and it linda hamilton's great and michael b everybody's really good on it it's this um great story and um it, it i believe it holds up it looks dated you know based sure. on the music and and in things it, it it looks like it's from the eighties, but man, what a what a great you know you know Jim Cameron again doing what he knows yeah. what to do, and he did this great picture for I'm assuming not a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have effects and things of a major blockbuster. Really so uh, at the, the time, I think at the very beginning and the very end is really when you see any type of special effects for the most part. Yeah, it, I, I, you know, it, it, it's it, it, again, it's it's a great movie. I'm going to tie in to say, um, you know, it, it, all these things that went on in it, of course, then they they came out last year with Terminator Genesis, which I think I've talked about on the show. That movie, I don't know why people shit on it like they do. I thought it was great. I really liked it. I thought it 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 bent it bent time in a really crazy way, but <laughs> they recreate the scene where when the Terminator first comes back to Los Angeles in 84 and he tells the guy, give me your clothes with Bill Pullman, I believe. Of course they couldn't get him. They have this guy looks kind of like him. Give me your clothes. And old man Terminator in Terminator Genesis starts using a pump shotgun on the young Terminator coming back to 84. I'm, I know I'm messing, you know, messing with the sure. story here, but uh, but anyway, it was my number two because it it is a it's a great film and it's set up it's set up you know it's set up for a, a tremendous sequel if we were talking about ninety one or, or ninety I guess whenever T yeah. two came out that's definitely gonna be on my top. Yeah. But, um, well, and the, the thing, but yeah, so that, that'll yeah, be on there. Or, or the thing that was cool too with Terminator was um, I don't really I mean I certainly didn't know who the heck Lin- Linda Hamilton was before that movie. I don't know if anyone really did. Um, right. you believed her as this waitress that was really nobody. And by the end of the movie, you, you believed that she was going to be the, the mother of this world savior. And then when, and, yeah, yeah, and then when yeah. you get to her in the second movie and she's a total badass, you believe that too. <laughs> right. So, so my number two, and my number one, man, I went back and forth and back and forth and it was really tough for me. Uh, but I had to go. I had to go with where uh, where my heart was as far as what had to be my number one. So, so my number two uh, might surprise some people, but it's uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, I am a huge Indiana Jones fan. I uh, love Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's it. You know, I mentioned that in the earlier episode. A lot of people dump on Temple of Doom, and I will say, out of the three. But, you know, of the original trilogy, I don't count Crystal Skull, of uh, the original trilogy, uh, Temple of Doom probably is my number three because uh, I love Last Crusade and everything else. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. Uh, I absolutely love the movie. Uh, I get so many movie quotes that I use in my life uh, from Temple of Doom because of Short Round. Short Round is fantastic. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I use the line, hey, lady, uh, hang on, lady. We going for a ride. Uh, <laughs> anytime you're, in, how many times? You use no time for yes, love, Doctor Jones. 
But anytime you're in a car and the and you have to like gun it to get past somebody or you know like traffic's coming, you don't say hold on to your grandma. You say that too. But there's times where I'm like, hang on, lady, we we going for a ride. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also anytime I'm passing to your point, anytime I'm passing somebody and they need to stop me, I'll be like, no time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Just walk right past them. <laughs> um. I, I loved it. It was so different from the first movie, and I think that's why people don't like it. Um, and obviously with Last Crusade, they kind of get back to true to form uh, of what Raiders of the Lost Ark, Lost Ark was like. But, man, I like the fact that they went into a completely different religion, a completely different culture. And um, I loved some of the, the gags they brought back where, like, all of a sudden, he, he faces two swordsmen, and he goes to reach for his gun, but this time his gun's not there. Uh, right, that right. was brilliant. Um, I, I love the dinner scene uh, where she Oh, where she yeah. Goes, Can I have just have some soup? And her and Short Run are right there, and all of a sudden, eyeballs start coming up <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a... I, I love it as an Indiana Jones movie. It is an Indiana Jones movie. So yeah, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, it it didn't make my top five. It it's funny because I this was one I can remember, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was one of the one of those movie one of the early movies to be PG thirteen. I know it wasn't the first. Definitely was Men in Red. Talked about or Red Dawn. I'm sorry, Red Red Dawn was first, then Woman in Red. It's one of the early PG thirteen movies, and. You know, well, I don't love it. I it, it is a lot of fun. Um, that opening where they sing "Anything oh, Goes" yeah. and that whole big scene where he gets poisoned—that whole sequence is great. Um, this one is funny because you there's definitely the effects piece where you can see how fake yeah. they are, like the coal the the coal car yeah. chase, you know, and some of that. You're like, come on, but uh, but it's still fun. I never thought it was. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. I never disliked it. Um, I, it's, it's certainly, I, you're like you said, it's, it's, I believe it's better than, than the last one we got, but, um, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I think the issue for me with that one is that they should have had Karen Allen, you know, they should have kept her around. I've seen, actually, I just read an interview with her in AV club lately where they talk about, you know, going from. Raiders and then bringing her and Crystal, bring her back for Crystal Skull. And I, I believe originally they were going to bring her, she was going to be tied into the other movies, yeah. but then I believe was, was, was Spielberg dating Kate Capshaw by that point. I mean, or maybe they met on that movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like it, it, you kind of read between the lines and kind of see something's going on. Uh, but no, I, 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 I think that movie gets a lot of bad rap. Again, while it's not one of my favorite, it's yeah. good and it and it's fun. It is fun and it the the diners the dinner scene. I remember as a kid just thinking it was hilarious when they're eating the brains, oh chilled yes. monkey brains and yeah. that kind of thing. Well, and then the, the opening scene. I love how Short Round has to drive the car with blocks on his feet. With blocks on his feet. Um, the the whole it, as ridiculous as it, as it is, and it could never actually happen. Well, most likely it could never happen. The whole raft scene where they don't have parachutes and they're they dive out with the raft. Yeah, that's it's a, a bit, bit much, much, but I still love it. Or, or when, when when they pull the dude's yes. heart out of his chest and yes. it's beating. I'm like, come on. But it, again, if you kind of say, oh, it's a 
it's a yeah. cereal and it's silly pick, you know. And, and I will and, say, I was on the I was on the edge uh, of my seat with when they're trapped in the room uh, after walking through the bugs, and all of a sudden the spikes are coming down and everything else. It's like right. you're just like I know they get out of this, but how the hell did they get out of this? Um, right. And uh, and there's the little lines too that that stick with me, like when they're playing cards in the forest, and all of a sudden short round notices that he's got uh, a and he has a card up his sleeve, and he goes. I'm very little. You cheat very big. <laughs> so, and, and he went on. I know. I know he went on to do uh, Goonies, uh, Goonies yeah. but didn't he end up? Isn't he like a stunt coordinator now, or I like does martial arts? So, and yeah, I kind of read that or somewhere along the way that. Yeah. yeah, I just love it. I love Indiana Jones. You know, the man with the hat, uh, the the whip, all that stuff. It's just fantastic and to your point it's i think the reason i like it is because it, it was like a modern all the Indiana jones movies are like a modern day errol flynn style adventure serial you know it's like you're gonna see over the top adventures so why not throw him in the middle of these uh this indian jungle with you know right the stones of Ra and stuff like that so or, or yeah whatever they were um but yeah it, uh, shiva and Sankara Sankara stones Stone. with uh shiva and yes. So that was so yeah. So Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom was my number two. Nice. So your number one. <laughs> okay. So I wish Shannon was here because he probably has an appreciation for this movie like I do. Yeah. And this really starts with as a kid reading, especially Marvel comics and seeing the ads for this thing in it. He was a physicist a neurosurgeon, a test pilot, and a rock musician. I'm talking about the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the eighth <laughs> dimension. This is one of these bananas movies that I don't know how it got made to begin with because it's crazy. It's Peter Weller, pre-RoboCop, pre his Star Trek appearance and all these other things playing this guy who drives a rocket car through a rock (laughs) and enters the eighth dimension and brings back aliens who turns out that they were part of the whole war of the world's radio show with Orson Welles. And he, he brings this alien back. The aliens are trying to take over the earth John Lithgow is a physicist that had entered the ten, the eighth dimension and got basically picked up an alien and has become an alien. All the aliens are named John something, <laughs> John Big Booty being the best one. Uh, but you know they're all named John. And then the, the 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 red electrodes, the black electrodes. This movie is crazy and it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. the The cast is great. You've got. You've got Peter Weller as Buckaroo Banzai. You've got Ellen Barkin, who's just gorgeous in this movie, as Penny, who who is her her her, her twin sister, long lost twin sister, who died, was Buckaroo's wife. Jeff Goldblum runs around in a red cowboy top and leather chaps. Uh, if you've not seen this, I, I keep saying this: you go out and find these things. The, the the closing credits of this movie are are the greatest closing credits of any movie ever made, <laughs> and it's it's filmed in the L.A. Reservoir, and it's this 
totally 80, 80s music. I don't know if we can put it, throw it in. I know you're going to edit, but if you want to throw in the yeah, music, throw in 30 seconds of the end credits. It's the entire cast of the movie walking in the LA Reservoir, <laughs> which other movies have gone on to duplicate. duplicate. But I can remember reading about Buckaroo Banzai as a kid in the co- in Marvel Comics, and Marvel did a, uh, a did a uh, an adaptation of the movie, and I read that first. This movie, it it is it's one of those things. It's crazy, and it 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 touches a lot of different things. It's it's sci fi. It's it's parody. It's it's a romance movie. Um, the saddest part in it is that in the end credits. There's a a reference to the fact there's going to be a sequel, and it never got made. <laughs> so, um, Buckaroo Banzai, if you haven't seen it, go find it. It's I don't think it's on Netflix right now. It may very well be on 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 YouTube for free, like my one of my other favorites, Megaforce. Yeah. But it is it is a fantastic movie. It is crazy bananas story and you got to pay attention John Lithgow is is nuts in it because again he plays this guy kind of taken over by an alien and the aliens when they get killed they look like they have these weird faces lizards kind of faces um I, I Ryan I don't know how familiar you are with this movie but I I love it and it honestly it, I, it had to be number I've one for it, me I, I, and honestly I think I've seen it once and it was a long time ago <laughs> you have me intrigued. I'm like, I need to go see that again because I do know the things you're talking about as you say them. Right. But, right. Um, but it's all hazy. So I'm like, you know what? I need to go well, see it, it, you know, he, he's got a band. Bunker Bonsai leads a band called the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Go okay. figure. And um, he's got a group of civilians that help him called the Blue Blazer Regulars. And. Billy Vera, who went on, you know, like uh, at this moment was his big song in the eighties. Billy Vera is in this movie as one of the musicians in the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, you know, I could go on for hours about Buckaroo Banzai. Again, I wish Shannon was yeah. here because I bet I, I'm willing to bet it's on his list or it's probably somewhere on his on his uh, on his on his honorable mention list. It, I know I know our friend Chewy has talked yeah. about it. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, uh, Buckaroo Banzai Adventures in the Eighth Dimension is my number one pick That's for 84. Fantastic. That's awesome. I, I will have to go back and rewatch it because, yeah, I need <laughs> to see that. So, um, all right. Well, my number one uh, at this point really should be no surprise. I think people were probably trying to figure out if I was having Indiana Jones first or if I was going to have this movie first. <laughs> uh, I think that was the only mystery. I think everyone knew that those this movie and, and that one we're going to uh, be vying for the top spot. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, my number one movie is Ghostbusters. Um, when I came down to it, it came down to how much have I watched this movie? Uh, how much do I quote this movie? Um, how much stuff do I have related to this movie? <laughs> um, I have the Ghostbusters Lego Firehouse. I have the Ghostbusters Lego Ecto-1. I have the the Mattel did the action figures line. I have almost all of them except for, I don't think I got uh, Walter Peck and I didn't get Dana and stuff like that from the Mattel line. Um, I, but I got all the, uh, all the other figures. I got the courtroom ones from the second movie, uh, all those figures. I got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, which is like 
uh, almost a two foot tall figure that is squishy. Um, uh, I, I'm getting the diamond select figures that are out that are coming out right now. And when you get them all through your comic shop, if you buy them at Toys R Us, they don't have these pieces, but if you get them through your comic shop and everything else, the diamond select figures come with a piece. Each one comes with a piece of the roof scene. And there's going to be, I think 12 to 15 figures total. And once you get them all, you'll have this gigantic roof scene. And these are like eight inch figures almost. So imagine how big this roof is going to be. Um, And it's enormous and it's awesome. And I can't wait to have it, have them all and have that scene together. My college buddies and I quote this movie left and right whenever we get together. You know, where do these stairs go? They go up. Uh, the uh, listen, do you smell something? The subtle little jokes like that are the ones that absolutely uh, make me love this movie. Um, I uh, actually, the Diamond Select, I'll you guys won't see it here, but uh, this here's uh, Lewis. Ah, that's awesome. Lewis, uh, the Diamond Select line, and he actually you can't, I don't know if you can really see it there, but. He's got glowing red eyes uh, because yes, the movie, I can see that. he becomes, uh, uh, you know, the, the the key master. He's the key master. And, you know, are you the gatekeeper? And, you know, Venkman answers the door and he says, no. Or, you know, or Dana answers the door and she says, are you the key master? He's like, no, and slams the door and knocks again. She goes, are you the key master? Yes. Well, I'm a friend of his. He told me to meet him here and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know. She sleeps above the covers, four feet above the covers. Sure. You know, um, you know, if, if uh, someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. You know, like uh, I, I can quote the entire movie. I love it. I adore it. It's a reason. There's a reason why we did a whole episode of this podcast on Ghostbusters. I love the cartoon. Uh, the second movie, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. And I know there's a lot of people hate it. Um, I like it. I think there's a lot of funny lines from the second movie. Um, uh, the Janosch, which is the little little guy in the second movie, he's hilarious. Venkman is hilarious in in the second movie. Um, but this this first movie was just absolutely amazing. Blew me away. I did see it in the theaters as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it very vividly. The uh, oh, and probably one of the best scenes ever is when they. Black when they go to test the proton packs on the the cleaning lady's cart, and she comes out from behind us. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and is like, sorry, we're sorry. We thought you were someone else. <laughs> so I have to tell you, it's really funny. I have a weird. This is it's a Star Joe's related, but I have a weird uh, connection to this movie, or when I saw it, and kind of what happened. Yeah. I saw Ghostbusters in the theater as a, as, as a kid, too. The same day I saw Ghostbusters, I went with my sister and a friend of hers and her brother, her the mother, the, so my, my sister's friend, her mother took all of us to see it. And after it was over, we came home, and I ended up at the local pharmacy that had a toy rack. I got Storm Shadow that day. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, that's my tie to Ghostbusters was the day that I saw it. I picked up Storm Shadow in 1984. That is awesome. So I, you know, again, I yeah, my memories well, are kind of tied together because I remember sure. talking to her little brother, my my sister's friend's little brother, and here I am with this figure, and I didn't take it out of the package sitting in the car, but we talked about the arrow is or the bow and yeah stuff and his sword, and I it's just kind of funny. I had that's I had awesome. Arrow. God, that was yeah, no, that is that's an awesome connection. <laughs> um, 
but like much like I was saying with when it came to uh, Temple of Doom of using certain quotes in my life, uh, I use a lot of Ghostbusters quotes. Like I do use the listen, you smell something. Uh, when I'm with my college friends, we, we will do like if someone comes up, uh, one of them comes up to us and we were talking about something. They're like, hey, what's going on? It's like tell them about the Twinkie. And then the person will be like, what about the Twinkie? Because they do the whole thing. Like, <laughs> right. it yep. Twinkie, it would be this so we use that line. Like I said, we use the, where do these stairs go? We do the, we use the, so she's a dog. <laughs> so right. there's all these classic lines to me, Ghostbusters, me personally. Um, and I think it's arguable for, for sure. For me, Ghostbusters is the most quotable movie um, that's been out there. Um, and like I said, there's arguments for other movies as well. But for me, Ghostbusters is is definitely one of those movies that can be in that argument. Sure. Um, as far as one of the most quotable movies. Uh, just the dynamic of the characters, the cast you had, they played archetypes that almost weren't there before they were there. Like now there's so many movies that try to, to create those same characters and that same chemistry and they don't do as good of a job. It just was so natural for those guys to come together. Like I was talking about a Murphy earlier. I think there was moments in Ghostbusters where they just turned the camera on and let them go. Right. Um, and, it, and it worked brilliantly. Um, and let's face it, the, any, <laughs> any movie where you can say the line, yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Is <laughs> That's the only quote I was thinking of, but I was going to let you say it, not me. <laughs> Is, is a brilliant movie right there. So. You know, it's interesting because again, while I, I think the movie is good, it's it's certainly obviously not, it's not my top yeah. of anything. It would be very interesting to see how different it would have been because I know I or at least I believe um, maybe it was Bill Murray's part originally was written for John or for uh, Belushi. Yes, I think John Belushi. It would yes. be really interesting to see how much different it would have been with some of those di- different yes. pieces and different parts. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just, like I said, it, especially I think about the Belushi piece because I loved him and, and oh, I yeah. can remember, I remember when he died, I, even as a kid, I was upset and I didn't, I hadn't seen Animal House and some of the things he'd been in, right. but I, I think about him and, and wow, what would have, what, how different would have been, um, if he had been involved or yeah. some of you know some of the different pieces and parts and people, um, uh, yeah. So. One, of the th- one of the things I, I absolutely love with uh, Belushi uh, that I saw as a kid, what, and I think part of it is because I've watched it with my dad, was uh, on, when Belushi was on uh, Saturday Night Live and he was singing with Joe Cochran. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, or Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker, yeah. Yeah, and he's, and, you know, Joe Cocker actually has those twitches when he's singing and everything yeah. else, and Belushi is mimicking him. Absolutely. And, and I am on the ground laughing my ass off at at Belushi, mim- how well he's mimicking him and everything else and just playing into it. And Cocker was totally fine with it. And it was just so it was such a brilliant comedic moment with still such an awesome song and an awesome performer right. and everything else. Um yeah, I agree. I think it would have been very interesting. It would have been obviously a very different movie, but I still think it would have been a brilliant movie with Belushi in it. Um, it just Venkman's character, the character of Venkman would have been very different. Um, it, 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 it'll be interesting. I know we, we talked about the, the new movie earlier. Do you think any, anybody will show up in some way, shape or form? 
I mean, I, I know Bill Murray had originally talked about maybe being in it. You know, Ackroyd's written scripts and I Ernie Hudson. Be... I mean, Ernie Hudson shows up to cons now in his Ghostbuster costume, yes. which, yeah. uh, hey, man, you do do what pays the bills. I get right. it. I, I, <laughs> I'm just curious. You know, I wonder if anybody will sh- anybody will pop up. Yeah. And can they keep it a secret if they do? But will anybody, you think anybody will pop up? I, anyone? I would not be surprised to see Ernie Hudson, obviously. All he needs is a paycheck for the most part. Um, and I love the guy, but he just needs a paycheck and he'll show up. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think there's a possibility of Ackroyd showing up for a short something. Um, I don't see Bill Murray showing up uh, as much as I would love to see that. I just don't see it happening. Um, I will... I, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping I'm eating those words because I would love to see him show up. Right. Um, but yeah, so th- those are the only two I can really see. I don't know about Annie Potts. It, uh, I think she's still alive. Um, she is. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Now, what I would have, I, I personally, uh, it would have been sad. Um, but I would have loved if they had done a movie with the original cast. And had Harold Ramis as a ghost somehow in mm, the movie. Right. Like, I think that would have been done really cool. I wouldn't want to see that in this movie. I would okay. have liked to have seen that with the original cast if they were, like, passing the torch on or something like that I, to to the new cast. And I think I read, maybe I maybe I'm, didn't, I think I read somewhere that they approached Rick Moranis about it. And he kind of said, doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah. he hasn't done anything in a long time with his family situation as it is. I The last I read of him, he kind of said I'd be open to coming back and doing some acting again. Yeah. But I maybe and maybe you read that, too. But I read yes. something where it said he was kind of like, nah, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to be in it, which. Yeah. He doesn't need the paycheck. So no. <laughs> he's going to do well, what and, he's going to do. And but. there was and there was rumors that he was going to come back for this movie. And I had heard like that he. If it, he, I think he's to your point. I think he said he would come back if it made sense why his character would be back. Right. Um, but to your point, he obviously decided it wouldn't make sense uh, based on what they were trying to do. So right. Uh, and, and it seems like they're doing a complete reboot. They're completely, you know, starting from scratch again. So uh, in a sense, starting from scratch. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for his character to make a comeback, although. An after credit scene with Rick Moranis showing up as a little cameo at the end would I think, be absolutely brilliant. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. And if that was to happen, it would be the best kept secret in Hollywood. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but the, the other line I wanted to mention that, that my friends and I used all the time and I use it in my daily life is, is the, um, Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You know? <laughs> Anytime sure. things get really crazy, that's the line you use. So, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it's it's it had to be my number one. Um, like I said, just the amount of stuff I have. I've been buying the Ghostbusters comics since it's been coming out. Um, absolutely love it. It's it, it. There was no doubt once I really looked at it. I was like, there was no doubt that had to be my number one from this year. So. All right. I have not heard anything back from Robert. I did text him. It seems like he's going to be a no-show. Uh, he asked us if we would wait to do honorable mentions last because I think he wanted to be here for those. Um, oh, wait. he's not. Again, I still don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know why either. There must have been some reason behind it. I did mention that I had so many honorable mentions that I, I put mine in a category. So I don't know if you wanted to hear what the categories were. Um, but we also, I wanted to throw out there before we get into our honorable mentions. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, we did have an email from Jason Adams and we had a question on Facebook from Brad Withers. Uh, we're going to save those for when uh, Robert is with us, especially Jason Adams' question is directed towards Robert because he didn't get to submit any questions for the Robert Declassified. So okay. he has some specific yeah. questions for Robert. Um, the other question from Brad, you and I could answer it, but I think it would be better if we had Shannon and or Robert. So if we had all four of us together, that would be ideal for well, his, his uh If it's question. about Force Awakens, I don't want to answer it. No, it's not I about Force Awakens. Brad's questions about that already. <laughs> it is not about Force Awakens. Well, so, so look, I, I, I don't have, <laughs> I, I, I try to minimize my, uh, <laughs> I try to minimize my uh, honorable mention list. Yep. So I'll do mine first. Yeah, go I'm, right ahead. It, it's, it's very short. Um, the first one is breaking. Yes. <laughs> because. <That's not> mine. <laughs> You know, we talked about we talked about the Electric Boogaloo movie uh, about Canon Films. Yes, I uh, the the theme song is awesome. There's no stopping us. No stopping. Um, uh, Lucinda Dickey is in it. She is not a she's not a breakdance artist. She was in a ninja movie for crying out loud. They were just trying to figure out stuff to put her in. But you get Boogaloo Shrimp. I mean. The, <laughs> If you compare Breaking to Beat Street, it, you know which came out like a month apart. Breaking is the way to go. Um, my my second honorable mention is Cloak and Dagger. Oh, okay. Which I had not seen for years, but I watched it with the I watched it with my boys maybe a year or so ago. And, and for those of you who haven't seen Cloak and Dagger, it's um, Henry Thomas who was uh, the kid in ET, the penis movie, uh, penis alien movie. And uh, Daddy Coleman, who plays this like superhero, super agent guy, I believe it's an actual video game that Atari put out. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm trying so. to remember. I don't think I had it, but it's a great movie. It, it, it's it's 80s silliness, but uh, but I watched it with them and it held up. It's it's still hokey, okay. but I yeah. really liked it and and it was um it was fun. So yeah, Cloak and Dagger was was the other. And my, my last honorable mention, I've got to tell the story, and i got time because nobody else is here. Right. Um, so it. when I was um, – <laughs> this movie came out in 84. So I probably saw it in 80, late 84, early 85 on video. I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and somehow I talked my parents into renting Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, nice. <laughs> now – Here's the thing. <laughs> I watched it with with it was me, my dad, and my mother. I know what scene was probably really awkward. I can't. Well, here's the thing. So you know, I, I it, it, later in life, I've watched it since. I saw it then, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. I was in middle school. I thought you know I didn't get the drug stuff. Mm-hmm. I really didn't get the fact that he raped that girl in the Darth Vader outfit. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't register to me. You know, I didn't really understand that. The fact that my mother didn't turn this movie off still just slays me because she apparently watched the whole, as I remember, we watched it 
together. They rented it at the local convenience store and they let me watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like I can't say I have, I, this movie is silly and it's funny, but I have this weird thing with it. And then I remember watching it with my parents and I wanted to watch it again and they wouldn't let me watch it again. Like okay. I said, Oh, can I watch it the next day? Absolutely not. And I, I know now in hindsight, like the fact they eat the whipped cream pies where they have the uh, uh, shots of ladies genitalia and, and I get to hear a booger talk about more Bush. Um, yeah. Like these things now, like I, I said, as I get older and I've seen it again and I watch it and I think it, it, it is a hysterical movie. Um, you know, they tried to remake it in the last four or five years, maybe 10 years. Yeah. And the the script got done apparently it was even raunchier and which is not surprising but yeah. it was going to be a little more over the top and whatever school where they were going to film it realized how bad it was going to be and they said no oh. and so they pulled it but i have this weird relationship with revenge of the nerds only because i can remember again imagine watching that movie as a 12 year old 13 year old with your mom and dad. Dude, I wouldn't want to and, watch that movie with my parents now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I, I, the fact that my mother didn't, I'm surprised my mother didn't get up and turn it off. Like I, I yeah. still, to this day, we watched the whole thing. And like I said, I don't, I'm, I'm shocked that she didn't turn it off. The level of racism in it, when like the whole bicycle built for two, when you got the Asian nerd, taking a pill to not get drunk with the other people. And like, they're seeing this crazy, you know, horribly racist version that it's on my honorable mention because it has in my mind, such a, I have such a bizarre relationship with this movie uh, because I, again, I've seen it. I saw it later, obviously I've watched it as an adult. It, it's funny, yeah. but man, uh, again, the just the framing it as imagine seeing it with your parents when you're 11 or 12 years old and you don't really get it. Cause again, you don't, I would, well then I don't know where kids are these days, but sure. 30 some odd years ago didn't necessarily get all the jokes. And again, it was rated R and it. And I, I, I guess I'm really surprised. I talked my parents and let me see it much less. They saw it with me. So that was my, my list of three. Again, it was breaking nice. cloak and dagger and revenge of the nerds. So, nice. so, uh, I mentioned I do have a lot of honorable mentions because the movies I watched are really enjoyed. Um, but I had so many I wanted to categorize them, and there there's some that are just miscellaneous. But the first group was movies that I cannot believe were not in my top five. <laughs> so number one of that was The Karate Kid. Uh, love The Karate Kid. It's a fantastic movie. I watched it I don't know how many times. I think everyone thought they could do karate after watching that movie. All you had to do was do the wax on, wax off, and all that. Um, another movie that I couldn't believe was in, not in my top five, and I think this is the one that Robert thought he knew would be in my top five. It wasn't. It's The Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I'm with Robert on that one. I love The Muppets. However, The Muppets Take Manhattan is pretty long on my list of Muppet movies. So I love it. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I've watched it many times. But if you were to have me rank all the Muppet movies, it would be fairly low. Um, I, I, uh, I have to say, I, I was surprised that that was the one I figured would be on your list. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think most listeners would be surprised at that too. I adore the Muppets. I love it. I will watch the Muppets take Manhattan many times, but it doesn't make me laugh as much as some of the other Muppet movies. It's, it's to me, not quite as good. Um, there's a, like one song in it that I really like. And then the rest of it's just kind of, it's just okay music and everything else where the other, other Muppet movies I think have fantastic songs. that cracks me up all that type of stuff. So um, the Terminator was in that group of uh, movies. I can't believe weren't in my top five because uh, love Terminator and police Academy uh, should have, I couldn't believe I didn't have that in my top five. Cause I watched all the police Academy movie, movies growing up and loved them. Michael Winslow. I used to try to mimic him doing all the different sound effects that he does. Um, I tried to do those. And all the last one that I couldn't believe was not in my top five was the last Starfighter. Yeah, that was I, I. It was kind of on my peripheral. I, I didn't yeah. include it. And Chris Campbell, I'm sorry if you're listening, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had a group uh, that I said it's so bad it's good. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, these are all movies that I think are are ascend, like especially if you were to watch them now, they're not really good movies. But I watched them, and as a kid, when I watched them, I liked them. Um, so one of them on my list was Breaking, uh, and I don't think it holds up very well, but I still think it's a fun movie. And the thing that cracked me up the most was that Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo came out the same year. I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> hey, if if you like what what is it? Because remember, at the end of Breaking, there's like a whole preview for the second one. You know, I you, know it so, came out the same year though. <laughs> That's well, you probably film. They figure they film them together again. They're yeah. they're not high cinema, but they're right. they beat Beat Street, which uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dreamscape. I don't know if you ever seen that one. Yep. It's yep. yeah. Uh, it's it's not. It doesn't hold up well at all. Uh, but I liked it as a kid. Uh, Chud. Oh, Remember Chud? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what Cannibal was it? Uh, human human underworld. What is it? Under- human under. Under Underground dwellers. dwellers, yeah, yeah. Um, Supergirl. It, if you've watched that now, it I watched it as a kid and loved it, but when I watch it now, it is a horrible movie. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I like Helen Slater a lot, uh, yeah, but I, I, I haven't seen it. I probably yeah. haven't seen it since it was. Yeah, if I saw it on video, it was right after it came out. I mean, it's been years yeah. since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, the Toxic Avenger. Uh, oh, see, I, I mm. great B grade movie. It's um, from the eight, I didn't realize it was from eighty four. I missed that yeah, one somehow. Yeah, um, and that's definitely in that. It's so bad, it's good type. Of well, that's all. That's true of all those trauma movies. I mean, yes, they were all yes. just horrific. Yes. And then uh, the Ice Pirates. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, with uh, Robert. Uh, I'm sure I remember who was. He was, uh, he was on uh, Vegas, right? Wasn't that his show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the Chompers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Robert Ulrich. Um, yes. That's it. Um, but yeah, it's it's not really a good movie when you see it now, but I liked it when I was a kid. Um, so then <laughs> you'll appreciate this category. These were movies Shannon would enjoy. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember the last time we did a movie category and Shannon talked about how he was a teenager at this time. Yes. So there's a theme with these. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, uh, Splash, because mm-hmm. of Daryl Hannah. Yeah, uh, and uh, 
Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> Keith Knutson's one of Keith Knutson's favorites, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Where the Boys Are, 84. Uh, I had Lisa Hartman in it, right? Yeah. It, it's an it's one of those comedy movies where <laughs> it's yeah, basically a bunch yeah. of it's an excuse to show a lot of nakedness. Boobs it's boobs time. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, uh, hard bodies. Okay, so I got. <laughs> I didn't tell my story about hard bodies. Um, okay. My my dearest friend in the world, his name is Mike Thompson, and Mike and I we we met the first day of sixth grade, and Mike and I for his I want to say his I want to say it was his thirteenth this is his thirteenth birthday. We we grew up out in the country, right? So we we walk like I'm gonna say it's probably two, if not three miles to the video store in in, in the little county seat where we grew up. Yeah. We talk the person at the video store into renting us hard bodies when we're fourteen. Oh wow. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, it's my friend's birthday. Can would you rent us this movie? They rent us this radar movie. <laughs> When we're 14 years old, I, if we're 13 or 14, we, we're, maybe, I think we were going into high school. Um, I'm not going to say what happened because Mike ended up um, discovering hard bodies on his own <laughs> with, with a young lady. Well, he went out and, and, and visited somebody. I'm sitting there watching this movie by myself and his mother comes up. <laughs> Oh jeez! And it's like, where's Michael? I'm like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> he was running around with this girl, and he gets back. Oh, I'm not even gonna tell the rest of the story because get us in trouble. I mean, it was 30 years ago, but oh, uh, I've I've got <laughs> I've got a, a, a hard body is one of those I can I can vividly remember watching that, watching it by myself while. Mike was out, and Mike's not going to listen. I may tell him to listen to this because he'll laugh. But he was running around with somebody and discovering, uh, you know, flourishing in his uh, in his in his uh, youthfulness uh, while I was watching this movie, and his mother found us found me watching this radar movie. So That's anyway, fantastic. yeah, that, <laughs> that is fantastic. We're all adults now. We can laugh about it, but yeah, that that's uh, that's fun. So the uh, other two movies that I had on the list that I thought Shannon would enjoy when uh, when they came out was Bachelor Party. Yep, Nick and, and <laughs> with yep. Nick. <laughs> yes, and uh, the one you mentioned, which is Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. So, um, then I had a bunch of just I put under a miscellaneous category. Um, these are just a lot of movies I saw as a, uh, as a kid or later in life that I enjoyed. Um, and a lot of these I'm mentioning too because I think they're probably movies that our listeners would might be on some of their lists or that they just remember from that time period or something like that. So uh, Footloose, I don't know how you can't mention Footloose when you're talking about 1984. For some people, that was a huge movie. Um, I know I enjoyed it. Kevin Bacon, I mean, I'll watch almost any movie with Kevin Bacon in it. Um, I did have this a Spinal Tap on my honorable mention. Uh, a creepy-ass movie, still creeps me out to this day, is Children of the Corn. Mm. Um it's just it's something wrong with that movie. <laughs> uh, Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, mm-hmm. which was Christopher Lambert, right? Yeah, yeah, that was my first exposure to the character of Tarzan. I mean, okay, 
nine years old when that that came out. So, uh, Romancing the Stone, yeah, Michael Douglas and uh, what's her face, <laughs> Kathleen Turner uh, and 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 Danny DeVito. Yes, uh, Moscow and the Hudson with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I did see that on the list. It, it, it's a it's interesting. Um, again, one of these podcasts somewhere along the way. Uh, heard one where uh, Yakov Smirnoff was on there being interviewed and talking about that movie. And uh, I don't remember a lot about it. I, I it's been years since I've seen, it. I saw it later, to, but yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, it's the first um, pretty serious movie that Robin Williams, like where he's playing a serious character. Um, was this before he, Garp? This was after Garp, know. right? It, it may have been. It's the first. Garp was 82. Okay. So, I guess uh, I'll rephrase that. It's the first serious movie I saw with him. Sure. I, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe he learned how to speak Russian for this movie. I don't think he knew how to yeah. speak it beforehand. Um, 16 candles. Gotta, gotta mention that one. Uh, Long duck dong. <laughs> don't gonna need food. <laughs> Uh, Firestarter. Last time we talked about movies, we talked about some Stephen King movies. Uh, evidently, mm-hmm. the path continued. Um, this was this one almost made my list of or that grouping of movies. I can't believe weren't in my top five. Um, the Natural, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant movie. One of the greatest theme songs ever. One of the mute, yeah. movie music that that song particularly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, struck so a chord. I, absolutely. Um, uh, love this comedy, Top Secret, with uh, Val Kilmer in it. Uh, was Val Kilmer? Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Uh, I did have Cannonball Run 2 on my honorable mention. Uh, another movie, we, uh, the sequel to a movie we talked about one time before, Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> great, great movie. Uh, you mentioned this movie earlier, uh, Red Dawn came out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I I absolutely loved Red Dawn as a kid and as a teenager, and Wolverines and screaming, hollering, carrying on. I, it was interesting. I watched this when the relaunch or the reboot or whatever the the new Red Dawn came out. What three years ago now or so? Yeah. Four years ago. I watched this again. It does not hold up at all. Oh, okay. Um, it is. It is so of its time. Okay. But man, it, uh, it just doesn't hold up. And I, I, I mean, I, three years ago, it would have been on my list, but when I rewatched it, I was like, Holy cow, this is not good. Wow. Um, I mean, I have not watched it recently. So I wa- yeah, go back and watch it now with, is it with an adult eye? And I yeah. think you'll see it's, <laughs> I don't want to take it, but cause Hey, it's got Leah Thompson in it. So sure. I mean, it can't be all bad. Right. And, and a lot of, and unfortunately, sadly, you know, uh, we've lost some of the people that have been in it, you know, at least, uh, Swayze, but yeah, it, it yeah. does not hold up. It, it very, of its time. What did you think of the new one that they did? Never saw it. Oh, didn't okay. care. Didn't care about it. Um, I thought it's decent. I, I saw like it's five not... minutes of it and it was loud and, yeah. you know, yeah, it was loud, but yeah. I, I thought it was decent. I, I saw that one and, and I thought, like I said, I thought it was decent. I don't think it was great, but I thought it was, it, you know, I didn't, 
I didn't finish watching going, wow, that was a waste of my time. I finished watching and was like, oh, that was pretty fun to watch. So, well, and again, I think we should point out, as I as I recall, you know, Red Dawn was the first PG thirteen movie, yeah. and um, it it when I was younger, it was one of my favorites. But like I said, I went back and watched it, and I, I know when I watched it with Jay, he fell asleep. He was so bored, okay. he fell asleep in it. This is a couple, three years, maybe two years ago now. Um, it. it but I remember sitting there going, when is it going to be over? It was intern. It felt interminably long and it just did not hold up. It's, it's very of its time. And I think the story is very interesting. You know, the whole idea of it is very interesting. And of course, you know, let's face it in the mid eighties, we still were, we were still in, in a war of some type with Russia. And, you know, we grew up worrying about the bomb and what have you. And here you've got this, you got the, the you know the the Cubans coming in and the whatever and I don't know anyway it, it watch it now and I, I'd be I'd be interesting to talk about it yeah if you went back and watched it yeah, sometime absolutely. sooner than later um, this one I had to mention just because of our buddy Keith I'm sure it would be number one on his list from this year is uh, uh, Amadeus yeah um, <laughs> I have to mention that one it, it, uh, tremendous movie and. Yeah. I, I remember I saw it as a kid. Uh, you know, I was a music major in college. Of course, I was not a music major when this movie came out. My dad was a musician, is a musician still, and he took me to see it. And I, I remember thinking I was cool because here I am as a middle school kid hearing about the nipples of Venus, and they were talking about a pot to piss in. And I remember yeah. some of the quotes they did. And I think we talked about this before. You know, this was Tom Hulse's movie the really only other movie I remember ever doing other than well, birdie, but also um, uh, animal house. Yeah. It is a tremendous movie. If uh, Abraham is brilliant in it, it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's about Mozart. So be prepared. If you, <laughs> if you have zero interest in classical music, you don't want to pay any attention to this movie. Right. I, I think you're right. I, it, uh, 10 years ago, it probably would have been on my list. It, it, I, I believe I should put it on my honorable mention too because it yeah. it does hold a, a spot for me because I remember seeing it with my dad. I remember going talking to my middle school band director saying, "Oh, I saw Amadeus," and yeah. you know how you know thinking that was I was super cool because I had yeah. seen something that was let's face it was not for kids necessarily. So. Yeah. Um, and then the last two I had on my list, uh, one was uh, I, I think the first this first movie was I thought a great horror movie, which was Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the original one I think is, is great. It started getting a little crazy and a lot more comedic as it went on. And I still like those movies too, but the first one was definitely a horror movie and it was frightening. The idea of going to sleep and something's going to kill you. Um, that, that was creepy as a kid. Um, and then this one's going to surprise you is on my honorable mention list, but I have actually seen all of these movies and I think this one's my favorite. Um, love the actor that played in this and he played two roles in this one, which was, Oh God, you devil. Uh, which, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Which had George Burns in it. George he, Burns uh, playing both parts. Yeah. Playing both the playing both God and devil. Uh, if you have uh, HBO now, you can actually watch this movie. Uh, it's, it's mm. on there right now. Um, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm probably going to watch it again because it's, it's been a while, but I've, saw this one many times when I was a kid. Um, 
but I've, I've seen Oh God in Oh God book two, I think two. is what it's uh-huh. called. And then there was Oh God, You Devil. And I loved Oh God, You Devil because I got to see George Burns play God and Devil and play. And the the moment when they have a conversation with each other, I think was absolutely brilliant and shows how good of an actor George Burns really was. Um, and, uh, you know, he, I know growing up, George Burns was one of those guys that was almost, he was almost like Dick Clark or um, Johnny Carson, where you just thought he was never going to die. He was just always going to be here. Um, so um, sadly that wasn't true, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so that that's why that one had to make my honorable mention is I just, I, I loved how he played both roles. I, I really enjoyed the movie. So, um, so that was, that was all of my movies. Um, the only other movie I wanted to mention, which I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about movies I've seen recently is I did go to see Deadpool. Oh, okay. Which totally, even if you had an inkling of thinking about it, it is not meant for kids <laughs> at all. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs> But the opening credit scene tells you exactly what type of movie you're watching because uh, this does not spoil anything, I don't believe. Uh, but if you don't want to hear anything about Deadpool, tune out right now. Um, the opening credit scenes, they don't show any actual credits. It hmm. is uh, starring uh, some hot guy, uh, <laughs> a, a CG <laughs> character, uh, <laughs> uh, directed by some asshats. Uh like ah. it totally pokes fun at itself. <laughs> so I have not. I, so I have not seen it yet. I, I, I will say that uh, because of my travel schedule, I had uh, I, I, I've thought about going somewhere in the next few weeks while I'm on the road, you know, stopping one evening, you know, maybe going seeing after dinner one night. Cause is. I am curious. I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Look, I think we've talked about this before. The only Deadpool I've ever read was Dead Presidents, okay. which I think Chris Haywood and I mentioned to you when when he was on last. Yeah. That that run was it was hilarious, and yeah. you know I, it, you the premise is so ridiculous. But yeah, you but knowing nothing about Deadpool at all going into this movie, well, and 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 that's good. I I, I think it I think it's great that they're and I know it's not under the Marvel umbrella. I think it's great that somebody's willing to put out something that's not for everybody. And I also think it's great that they've made a point of saying we aren't for everybody and we're not planning to be for everybody. Right. And you can gripe about a PG 13. Don't go see this movie. If you're not of age or if you know, right. it's not appropriate. Cause you know, people can say, no, I got mad because well, how much, how, how stupid can you be? If it says rated R on the poster, yeah. not for kids under 17, you go in and you're offended that your 12 year old saw something that's on you, man. You were right. stupid. I'm sorry. Exactly. I don't, I don't say people are stupid very often, but that's on you. That is not on the, the, that's not on them posting something different. You know, let's face it. Uh, ratings have changed over the years. Uh, while it will, it will not be on my top list when it comes up. But I, I look at like Smoking the Bandit three, which is horrible. It is a horrible movie. But it was PG. Yeah. There's there are orgies in that movie. There are topless people, yeah. topless women in a in a PG rated movie, nineteen eighty three or whatever the year. I think it's eighty three. Maybe it was well, whatever it was. It wasn't on my top it won't be on my top five. It it, it is interesting to see how things have changed because 
that movie should not be PG at all. Of course, P, it was PG three, PG thirteen one. Now it should have, it should have been rated R. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's like it, there's raunchy stuff going on, but I, I find it fascinating that that movie, and I and I'm I'm glad to see it's done as well as it has. Oh, it's if it is any good, if it's any if it is any good, people are going to find it. They're going to see it. They're going to enjoy it. Um, but again, they also recognize that it's for a demographic. Yeah. Not for every demographic. Yeah. So. Well, and the thing that's frustrated me is you see all these people that are saying, um, I, I totally agree with you on those that are saying like, oh, it's terrible. You can't take your kids. That, it's pissing me off the other people that are saying, well, this is the first uh, rated R comic book movie. No, it's not. I didn't see Blade. It's not even close to being the first comic book movie. But, right. Yeah. And then they're, they're like, well, maybe they mean the first successful comic book movie. I'm like, it's not even that. Blade. Blade was successful. Very successful. And it was rated R and it was a comic book movie. Um, you have Watchmen was successful and it was a comic book movie. <laughs> um, and it was definitely rated R because I remember the sex scene in there. and it I remember it as well. Yeah. Super hot. Um, so, um, but yeah, so like, but this, I have to say, they nailed this movie perfectly. Um, I dare say it's in my top five favorite comic book movies. Wow. It, it's definitely up there because I, I, it was just I, I, so perfect. Again, it's um, it's good. I, I'm glad that it is as as good and as successful as it's been because I think there is a a market for that. Yes, and and you know again, um, I I appreciate the fact that from the beginning they've kind of said we don't want to be for everybody, and and I you know I. I, I believe maybe it was Ryan Reynolds in the character when some kid had con, you know, somehow there, oh, yeah, I saw yeah. something where it's like, kid, your mom's an idiot. If she lets you see this movie, cause it ain't for you. Right. It's not meant for you. And it's not, you know, grow when you're old enough, you can see it and you'll appreciate it. I think that's brilliant that yeah. they, they aren't trying to kowtow or, or be everything. I think it's interesting though, too, on the flip side, you've got an announcement from DC that they're going to put out a rated R version of, Batman Superman later. Yeah. It's like, really? I mean, you know, so you're telling me that you're going to put in more violence just to sell some. I mean, because that's what I heard. It was all violence. Yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, well, and then here's the thing too. Like, do I think there should ever be a rated R Spider-Man movie? No, there's no need for that. It it doesn't make sense. Spider-Man is meant to be for everybody. Does right. it make sense to do a rated R Superman movie? No, I don't think so sure. think that either. But when you have a character like Deadpool or Punisher or Wolf or Daredevil, Man, yeah, or Daredevil, it makes sense because they're gritty characters. They're dealing with you know death and all these other types of things. I think it makes perfect sense to make those R rated as long as it makes sense for the story. And this one, it totally makes sense for the story. It makes sense for the character. He's he's a mercenary. He kills people. Um, right. you know, he's, it, it's just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good reasons why this was supposed to be R. And when you watch it, uh, you know, people say it's raunchy and it's violent and everything else, but at no point is it the raunchy where they're like, they're giving you that nudge with the elbow, like, Hey, Hey, look at this. We're being raunchy. Hey, Hey, look at this. We're being raunchy. That's not how it works at all. It works. Be- it's raunchy because in those moments it makes sense for them to be raunchy. Um, so I think it was brilliantly done. I'm, I'm looking forward to when you do get to see it. I think you will love it. Um, especially, and 
And in my opinion, uh, again, I don't think this spoils anything for anyone because it's kind of like, is there an end credit scene type of thing? Which, number one, yes, there's an end credit scene. You need to stay till the right. Um, And I thought that was brilliant, too. Um, But Stan Lee makes a cameo in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to me, it's the best cameo Stan Lee's ever done. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, at least you're selling me on something I kind of wanted to do. So my favorite role I've ever seen Stan Lee do for a cameo. Let me put it that way. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, anything else you wanted to say before? Well, I know we also want to talk about the contest real quick. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You, um, so, so we've got our funny book contest going on right now. Uh, and it's for folks that have, uh, posted a, a an iTunes review it doesn't have to be while we want more and so if you haven't posted one we'd appreciate if you'd post one but uh, if you've posted one in the past if you could if you'll email starjoespodcast at gmail.com and let us know um, I think we decided we're gonna go through the end of March which would be uh, March 31st 31st thank you. So we'll uh, Ryan will look at the list as of March thirty first. For those of you that have sent him a note and said, "Hey, I've put out a po- I, I've I've posted a review." Um, once that once that once the we get the once the thirty first comes, we'll take a look. You know, we'll pull a name, and I will be sending out a pack of funny books. Uh, there'll be things that we've talked about on the show that Ryan's read that I've read. Um, I'm going to include probably a GI Joe trade in there uh, of some type. But uh, but yeah, we we want to see more of you uh, posting iTunes reviews because it helps us uh, get uh, get up in the ratings and get more listeners and and have more people in our community. So um, but yeah, we'll be running that through the end of March. And uh, if you haven't posted, go ahead and do that for us. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and to to John's point, uh, we've uh, we've had one entry so far, so your chances are pretty good right now. <laughs> Uh, so all you have to do is email starjoespodcast at gmail.com and, uh, let me know that you posted and just let me know. You can just tell me the date that you posted it, um, or the name you posted it under or something like that. If you want to send me the full post, like the first person that entered, um, sent actually took like a little snapshot picture of what he his review was and sent it to me. You could do that. You don't have to do anything that elaborate, but if you want to do that, it's easy for you to do. Go ahead. Um, just so I can find out which review is yours. If you, But the big thing for us is that if you have not left a review and you want to be in this contest, go to iTunes and leave us a review and then send me that email at starjoespodcasts at gmail.com um, because we, to John's point, it helps us uh, get exposure for the show. So, Please leave us a review on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. And we always read them on the on the episodes as well. So um, looking forward to seeing some more uh, some more reviews coming in. And they can be good, bad, or indifferent. That's perfectly fine. You're still in the contest. So even if you hate what you heard, <laughs> you could still be in the contest as long as you email me to let me know uh, that you did put a, a review up. So... And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is there has been an update to the interview with Mark Wade. Uh, I told you guys it was coming and it was, it was just going back and forth with Mark and everything. Uh, right now, uh, it looks like that date is going to be on March 23rd. Uh, John and I will interview him over Skype and then I will get that episode out as fast as possible after that, probably 
that's on a Wednesday. I will probably have it out um, that weekend. Uh, so this way you guys can can hear it because I'm very excited to talk to him. John, I know you're very excited to talk to him. So looking forward to that. I guess speaking of uh, speaking of interviews, um, so I know many of you being fans of, of our podcast and, and fans of the 80s, you're probably watching a show called The Goldbergs, uh, which is on ABC. And uh, the creator is Adam F. Goldberg, who uh, in the in the show is is portrayed as the as the as the youngest son on the show. Um, a few mo- a few weeks ago, they had a, a an episode with Weird Al, and I tweeted Adam F. Goldberg and Weird Al, and I got this weird response from uh, a woman who I didn't know who she was. Well, it turned out to be the adult Dana, which if you watch the show, Dana is Adam's first girlfriend. Um, the the real-life Dana responded to my tweet, which was crazy, was awesome. and had, had, a, had a side conversation with her uh, that, that day uh, about him and, and all. So I, I sent a note to Ryan. I said, I want to get him on Starjo's. Um, Adam F. Goldberg fits right into our demographic. The guy wants to make a, a, a GoBots movie. Um, if you're not watching that show, um, as a kid, he's got everything you can think of that we talk about from a flag yeah. to every He-Man figure to, uh, Optimus Prime and, and, and everything in between. So, I have started a, a a campaign of sorts. I'm trying to get Adam Goldberg to do an interview with us for Star Joe's. Um, if if you are on Twitter, if you are not following me, it's uh, John underscore Thurmond. Any of you don't follow me, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> but go to my page, and the pinned tweet, the top tweet on my page, is, is a a note to Adam F. Goldberg to try and get him to do Star Joe's. So. I'm asking folks to um, uh, to to retweet, to share, to don't just like because that's only us. But uh, I am going to continue to push uh, Mr. Goldberg to try and get him on the show because again, I think he's a great fit for us. I think it'd be a great conversation. He's only done a couple of podcasts that I'm aware of. Um, but his show is great. If you're not watching it, you should. And you and you like this show, um, you should be watching it because it is it's very very funny. Um, he's very connected in the uh, on the online community in terms of with AV Club especially and responding to fans that that respond that uh, talk about his show in, in the AV Club. So yeah. Anyway, I would uh, I would ask if you're go if you don't follow me, I'm okay with that. But go to my page on twitter uh retweet that tweet to adam f goldberg i'd love to say by the time this next episode comes up schedule something with him but but ryan and i agree we think he'd be a tremendous interview for us i think he'd have a lot of fun i know i would have a lot of fun i'm sure and i know ryan would too talking to somebody that's as passionate about the 80s as yeah. he is yeah i told john even if he doesn't want to talk about the goldbergs or can't talk about it or anything else that he's working on if he just wants to come on to talk about anything uh with the 80s it would just be fun to have that conversation so 
Um, I thought you two can talk about owning a flag. I mean, uh, you know, you can talk about that. Uh, uh, You know, and if you want to talk go bots for 30 minutes, I will figure out a way to talk about go bots for 30 minutes. (laughs) I can can Um, carry about go bots for 30 minutes. I can do that. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to continue to, we're going to continue to push this and gently uh, continue that conversation, but you know, help us with that. Tweet him. He's at Adam F Goldberg is his, is his handle. Let him know that at star Joe's podcast and at John underscore Thurman are, are, are wanting to set up some time to talk to him and, and we'll see. We're cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's everything. John, did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to throw out there? I I think we've covered a lot tonight, more than I expected. (laughs) Very nice. Well, let me go ahead and give our information out. Uh, You can find us at uh, starjoes.com. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We have a group page, uh, a fan page. Uh, the group page, you just ask to join, and I will add you the second I see it. And you can interact with the community that is growing every single day. And, man, people are just posting stuff left and right and having awesome conversations. It's, it's been really a cool community. You can also find us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. Uh, you can also find us uh, on our website, starjoes.com. And on there, again, you can get a Star Joe's t-shirt. Uh, there'll be a link for it on the right-hand side. Uh, we also have our email address on there as well as our phone number. And you can call the show and leave a voicemail message. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. You can leave a voicemail and we will play it on the air and respond to it. Um, again, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com with any questions or for that contest as well. Um, and uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. Uh, it's a app for your mobile devices. There's also a Podbean uh, app and Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, is uh, the website, uh, is the uh company that uh, handles our website and they have a a free app for your mobile devices as well, where you can make star Joe's your favorite on either stitcher or the Podbean app. Um, I think that maybe I I, I will interject if I may. (laughs) So you all know, well, my stuff will come up in a minute. I will tell you, I, I, I used uh, stitcher originally. And then when I picked, when, when Ryan talked about Podbean, I went ahead and, and moved and started using that. Uh, app as well. Uh, Stitcher's had some issues of late. They were actually down for about a okay. week. And uh, Podbean is awesome. Yes. Like it for for me. I, I listen to a lot. I've had a lot of windshield time. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I I'm a big fan of Podbean's uh, app, and and it has been a little more stable. Yeah. So um, listen to us any way yeah. you can. But I will tell you that 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 that. Uh, and it's cool because you can find all our episodes there. You can sort them newest to oldest or vice versa. You can download, you can listen and just stream them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I've used it. Myself. I've they're used both it. great, but I will tell you the Podbean one. Is, I've been really, really pleased with it since I started. Yeah, using I've it. used it myself because uh, I didn't want to start telling people to use it unless I used it. <laughs> so uh, this right. is the way I am with a lot of stuff. I'd rather be the, the test subject first. So. Um, yeah, I've used it myself sure. and I really enjoy it. Um, and, uh, it makes it very easy. Uh, especially if you want to listen, you know, an episode is out there and you're not 
able to access your iTunes or it's not showing up in iTunes yet or something like that, it's a quick way to be able to access the episode and play it and uh, right. and really enjoy it. Um, that was, I believe, all of our inf- uh, all of the show's information. Uh, John, how can they uh, how can they find you? Sure. So you can find me on Facebook at John Thurmond, uh, Twitter at John underscore Thurmond. I am doing everything there now. So anything I've done in the past is, is there. Uh, uh will be coming soon. Uh, it'll be a little bit of everything that I do and I'm interested in. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll publicize that more once it's uh, uh, out there. Uh, VAComicCon.com. Uh, Virginia Comic-Con is the show that I'm affiliated with. I'm the uh, talent liaison there. Uh, we have our next show in June. Uh, we haven't announced any guests yet, but that's coming. Our October show, we've got uh, announced already Mark Wade, who I'm excited to talk to you on the show here and then and then talk to you there again. And uh, Howard Chaikin, who's one of my favorites, uh, will be here in the fall as well. So, um, yeah, uh, j- again, go to my Twitter page, retweet Adam Goldberg, it may win you a prize. And uh, again, just appreciate the chance to be able on here tonight. Uh, well, obviously Robert never showed up. So anyone that had their bets laid out that he wouldn't show up, uh, you win. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you win the star Joe's no prize, just like the Marvel no prize used to be. <laughs> um, he did text me back saying he just got the kids down. He figured we were getting close to wrapping up. So, uh, so he didn't, he didn't join. Um, so you feel free to chastise them. Uh, we will next time we talk to them. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, with that, we'll go ahead and uh, close by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half Take the battle. Care, everyone. Your testicles and you. Take a good look. These are the unlucky ones. These unfortunate souls are suffering from ESS, enlarged scrotum syndrome. Here at the Atlanta Genital Institute, teams of doctors are at work around the clock to cure this dreaded affliction. Hi, I'm Dr. Zillman, and I'd like to talk to you about your testes. The human testicle is not unlike a balloon. Sometimes it is empty. And sometimes... Is full and sometimes maybe this will help you understand just remember that your testicles when treated with love and care will give you years of maintenance free service but if abused well the inevitable conclusion so next time do the smart thing Don't let anything come between your testicles and you. Thank you.